Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Day two here on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, which, by the way, if you weren't aware, the Kansas State Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl Wait, what? on Sunday. Those Kansas State Chiefs, them boys, America's team, they're going to be in there. Patrick Allen here <laughs> with you. My guy, Sterling Holmes, who's an absolute rock star here on Radio Row. Sterling's been going since like 8 a.m. on the Stacking the Box channel. I know you guys were watching that. Uh, and now you're watching Arrowhead Addict, and we have got a loaded lineup today. And tomorrow is even better. Uh, check this out, man. Um, coming up here, uh, we have got, oh, I'm all out of wax, Sterling. Um, we got, oh, just a guy, uh, you might have heard of him. His name's Dan Marino. Uh, he's supposed to be joining us here. Sometimes these things can fall through. It's a hectic week. you got to be on your toes. Um, we're going to have Dan Marino. We may have Derek Brooks, the Hall of Famer from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joining us in just a little bit. Uh, I'm excited about this lineup. Will Golston, also a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Devon A-Chan. Have we, is it A-Chan or A-Chain? I always go A-Chan. Is it A-Chan? Um, we'll find, One of our producers what? need to find that out we'll first find so we don't out. embarrass ourselves. Um, <laughs> uh, Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a really interesting one as well. Romo Dunze, wide receiver prospect out of Washington. I think he's going to go a little too high for the Chiefs, but you never know. Brett Veach, what you got, man? You got a way to move up there? Um, shout out to all of our listeners. You guys have been absolutely incredible all season long. And we're just jacked up to be here on Radio Row to bring you this amazing coverage. And listen, if you're in Las Vegas, special announcement, if you're in Las Vegas, we're at the Mandalay Bay. That's where all the Super Bowl stuff's going on. Sterling and I are staying in here. We're sharing a single room, single bed. Twin bed. Uh, Twin he's, bed. He's the big spoon. And uh, you know I'm the big spin. If if you're one of our viewers, if you're one of our members, and you want to meet us, come say hi, talk Chiefs. We're gonna be in the lobby at the Mandalay Bay tomorrow, Thursday, at 5 p.m. We're gonna put up a, a little Arrowhead Attic banner. It's the one right behind Sterling here. We might get yelled at and have to take it down, but if you can't find that, Probably. just look for the two most handsome guys in the lobby, and then ask them us, where to. <laughs> Ask them where to find Patrick and Sterling, um, and they, they'll be able to direct you. Um, we're excited. We'd love to meet some of you guys. If you're down here for the Super Bowl festivities, say hi, shake your hand, and, and talk a little cheese. We'll be there for about 30 minutes. Uh, hopefully somebody shows up. It'd be kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Nobody comes. I hope someone shows up. If I'm not, you and I will... Okay. okay, Dan Marino will show Dan up. Dan Marino is not not, not to, to this, not to your guys' yeah. Mandalay Bay thing. Yeah, we can't yeah. promise that one. That one is a uh, a bold offer, but to yeah. this show, Dan Marino will be here. Um, I like Flapjack City saying Sterling out here looking like a 70s porn star. What do you think? I think you look good, man. I like the tie. It's, it's actually nice. more 80s, um, but thank you. I appreciate it, Flapjack City. Yeah, yeah. I'm going full college professor today. Uh, mm. I almost wore the card again. 
but I figured I'd go with the uh, you know the nice uh, sweater. You like the roulette cufflinks here? Oh, oh, do you, they you, spin? Yeah, you can play them. Oh yeah, okay. You can play right. as bad boys. Well, uh -huh. if if the if the content gets a little dry, well, we'll, uh, we'll, I, we'll do a little gambling. I will say I should have wore these last night because last night the roulette table did not do me very well. I I'm sorry to hear that, man. I went on a massive run in uh, craps. Can I hold five? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Let me I'm hold up. some. Let me let I'm me hold up. some. I'm doing good, baby. By the way, do you have a do you have a special betting deal for our uh, listeners? We have a very special betting deal. If you're gonna be like Patrick and not like me, right? Which means hopefully you can win some money. Uh, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never it's never ordinary at Bet365. New users who sign up through our link are eligible to receive 150 bucks in bonus bets for the big game. All you have to do is deposit $10 and place a first wager of 5 bucks on any live bet with minimum odds of minus 500. Once that bet clears, you will receive the $150 in bonus bets, even if that first bet loses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, bit.ly forward slash arrowhead150. You can find that link in the description below our stream as well as scan the QR code on screen. To start signing up again, the link is bit.ly forward slash arrowhead one five zero offers only available to new customers at 20 plus and physically present in legal gambling states please remember to always gamble responsibly check the episode description for the full terms of the offer so flapjack asked in the chat and by the way if you're watching on youtube do us a favor hit that like button he asked in the chat what's patrick going to do now if casey wins the super bowl last year was the pool run run naked and traffic down vegas strip so if you weren't watching the the arrowhead attic post game show after last year's super bowl victory i was at an airbnb in arizona i did a cannonball into the pool to celebrate in my joe montana jersey that's not going to happen this year because i'm going to be at the game I don't know. I'll get arrested, I guess, afterwards, right? Just, Odds are. I don't. I'll find some way to end up in. Uh, what do you think the Vegas jails are like? Do you think they have slot machines? Oh, in there? dude, they got to be gross, right? If there is a single, what's the grossest jail in a city? Got to be. Got to be Vegas or New Orleans. Vegas has got to be just New York, maybe. The people, the people that San you Fran, see, the people that you Billy. see in some of these casinos, man. I, <laughs> You know what I love about Vegas, Sterling, is that you see everybody. Like, you'll be walking through the casino, and you'll see a gentleman like yourself, dressed to the nines, looking good, beautiful beautiful woman on his arms. And then you'll go two more feet, and you'll see, you know, a Midwest guy in camo shorts, cargo with Crocs on, smoking a cigarette, you know, Virginia Slim, just walking through. I mean, you they take all kinds here. If your money's green... You're welcome here in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's talk a little Chiefs, man. Um, so I saw it just now on ESPN. Uh, Joe Tooney. Now, it's as the Joe Tooney turns. We had Andy Reid saying he's a slim chance to play. The headline here is Chiefs Joe Tooney is still hopeful for a Super Bowl return. And here's what he said. Feeling all right. Just trying to control what I can control, and I think we'll know more as the game gets closer. Um, you know it's tough, man. You know how bad he wants to be out here. He's the ultimate competitor. We've seen him play hurt. We've seen him play with a club on his, you know, cast on his arm. But is this just going to be too much to overcome a torn pack? Yeah, from, just, from what I have in my sources, basically, it's, it's, it's a no-go. No uh, but, again, if anyone could do it, it would be Joe Tooney. That guy played through a broken hand. That dude is tough as nails. I mean, actually, nails, 
aren't even as strong as Joe Tooney. You can bend nails. Right, yeah. Like, you can bend nails. Yeah, I don't know can. if you can bend Joe Tooney. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to give it a go. I like this, man. Like, I, I like the op uh, optimism. And, again, maybe there is this outside shot, again, but it's a very dwindling outside shot. I think you're going to put your hopes back into Nick Allegretti having, yet again, another solid game. Now, Nick Allegretti is not Joe Tooney. He's not first-team All-Pro. But that's for a full season. In a one-game sample size, can they get Nick Allegretti to be 85% of Joe Tooney? Well, I think you might be able to. You saw what he did against the Ravens. He was solid. Again, not Joe Tooney. You saw him a couple times get pushed back, but not consistently. He's, he's not a liability. He's not a right? liability. And so I'm sitting here going, you got two weeks to get him ready. I think you, you roll with Nick Allegretti. You trust him. And uh, quite frankly, I, I'm actually not worried. Yeah, you know, I'm really I'm – really, uh, I get the whole thing with uh – What's going on? You're just, you're just taking my credential. You can't it, have it on. I turned it around. You can't have it on. Can't even have it around. You okay. can't have it on. I don't want that. Uncle NFL is going to come for this. This isn't your first time. Like, come on. Like, like we I'm turned the him, newbie, dude. We turned him around last year. I could have tucked in. All right, listen. Um, I get it, right? Joe Tooney is a guy who, even if the, it's a slim chance, he's a guy you let go through the whole process. He's earned that right to go up until you know, as, as, as late as he possibly can to give him a chance to get out there. Not just because he's so good, but because of what he's done for this team, the respect that you have for him as a pro. But look, it's going to be Nick Allegretti probably. And, you know, I really enjoyed You know, Nick Allegretti was really emotional after the Ravens game. Yeah, he was. About the team's belief in him, uh, his teammates picking him up. I think it's great. It's a great story. Uh, and he's going he's gonna to show out if he's out there. I think, I think the Chiefs are going to be okay. Um... But that's, that's sort of the big storyline that we have right now. I mean, everybody else is generally healthy. You know, the secondary one is like, is Kadarius Tony going to return punts? I think we touched on this yesterday. Do you want him out there returning punts? I do not. I am uh, all in on Richie James staying back there. He's had the experience. He's been uh, doing, I think, a really good job back there. Again, he's not quite as explosive as Kadarius, but I trust him more than Kadarius, especially with Tony missing this much, um, this much time. I think Richie James is a very sure-handed return man back there. He still does have a little bit of juice, make a couple guys miss here. And again, at the end of the day, I, I, I trust a guy to catch the ball. That's my first most important aspect of a return man, Hell yeah. and he does that. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam, and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Yeah, look, I'm not saying Richie James doesn't have the juice to get a, a nice return, and he certainly does. Does he have the juice that Kadarius Tony has? No. But it would worry me. Apple juice or orange juice? <laughs> it would worry me to put a guy out there like Tony, who hasn't played in a minute, to return a punt in the biggest stage, right? Even yeah. though he did a good, good, you know, he's part of the reason they won the Super Bowl last year. I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, maybe he's active, and maybe if you know you think you need a little juice like you're behind or something and you're trying to make a home run swing you put him out there yeah but i mean you haven't even used mccall hardman and they fill at some point a similar role yeah. um i i don't see it man I, if i i would be beyond shocked if he played another snap for kansas city um i think you actually might see a little bit more mccall hardman in this game uh, the reason being is on the end rounds they use that a lot against the 49ers last time around. They try and take Nick Bosa out of the game. You know, I spoke with Nick Bosa on opening night. I said, you know, last time the Chiefs played you, you were effectively neutralized by them running away from you or doing end rounds. That was the game plan. Make sure you didn't make any plays. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's frustrating, but at some point, you know, uh, you'll get an opportunity, but that's also why you have teammates, obviously. And um, I, I think you'll see a lot of running with Pacheco, and McCall Hardman, those end rounds, I think, are going to be a pretty big uptick for Kansas City. So if you see Hardman get 15 snaps instead of five, I think that's why. Yeah, you, you know, Bosa's an incredible pass rusher. If you want to try to neutralize that a little bit, those are the kinds of plays that you can do. Running the football, little play action, make them think, some reverses, even just faking some reverses. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of motion in this game from the Chiefs just to keep the 49ers' defense honest, keep them guessing, slow them down just a little bit, and leave some time for things to develop, leave some time for guys like Travis Kelsey to get open. Another thing I wanted to address really quickly, uh, Clark Cotton, I watched this this morning up in my hotel room. He was on Good Morning Football this morning. And uh, they asked him about Andy Reid and the retirement rumors. And uh, here's what he said. I have no sense from Andy that he's ready to retire. So there you go. That's from the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Does it, does it mean there's no chance Andy would retire? No, of course not. He's probably not even really thinking about it right now. He's got way more stuff on his mind than what he's going to do in a few weeks. It's unfounded. It's, I, I, I think, clickbaity. I'm so over that talk. Until he says anything about it, I, I think it's just, again, what it is. It's rumors. It's hearsay. Um, I will not entertain Andy Reid retiring uh, and take that as a serious um, a serious possibility until it comes from, um, comes from his mouth. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do think it's interesting talking to Matt Connor obviously yesterday about this. I'd love to get more into this with you. The coaching advantage obviously favors Kansas City, but Kyle Shanahan is a phenomenal coach in his own right. Now, I, I think it's a little unfair when people say, yeah, well, Andy's won a Super Bowl, you know, until Kyle does it. You know, how can I pick him? It goes, well, well it's the same thing happened with Kansas City, right? The whole knock against Andy Reid was he could always get to the NFC Championship, uh, NFC Championship game, can never get over the top. Until you, until you do it, you're not there yet. But what happened? They got over the top, and then the floodgates right. opened. I, I think it's a little unfair in my mind to just sit here and say, well, you know, Kyle hasn't won one, so we're going with Andy. I, I think, again, he's one of the best head coaches in football. I'm not saying they have an advantage over there on the San Fran side, but I do think Shanahan is a phenomenal head coach. Oh, I agree. Look, man, there's a reason why he keeps finding himself in this position, right? Um, he's, he's an excellent coach. He's been in the Super Bowl as a coordinator. This is, I think, the second time he's been in the Super Bowl as a head coach in four years. That's really impressive. He's a good coach. He has good teams. He got to the Super Bowl. Like, and this is a guy who, like, as a coordinator, he runs into Tom Brady, right? And then as a head coach, he runs into pra to Patrick Mahomes. So it's like yeah. it's not like he's some scrub no. who just like you know can't coach. He's just sometimes he's never had an luck. elite quarterback. Right. I right. mean, think, think this through. He's had some. I think Brock pretty solid. I think he's solid. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I think Jimmy G was an average quarterback. Serviceable. But it's not like he's been blessed with having an absurd amount of great quarterbacks. They tried with Trey Lance to get more um, explosive, but he was injured, and then they got rid of him. I, like, you're sitting here going, he's done all this without having an elite game-changing quarterback. Yeah, and look, I think Brock Purdy was excellent this year. I would say I would go beyond you know what you said. I think he was excellent. You look at his numbers; they were fantastic. If that was a Chiefs quarterback, you know, back in the day, we would all be flipping out 100%. about those numbers. Does he have a lot of weapons? Yes. Does he have a lot of co a really great head coach? Yes. Well, so did Patrick Mahomes in 2018. There's no reason we don't have to litigate whether or not Brock Purdy's gonna gonna be a great quarterback right now. Right? It's like he was great this year. And then let's just, like, let it play out. You know, people were doing the same thing. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to regress after 2018. And it's like, look, just it is what it is right now. And then it's even, like, the same thing with the GOAT talk with Mahomes. Like, people are like, we got to get into this. Is he the GOAT? Is he the GOAT if he wins the Super Bowl? It's like, look, man, he's 28. Like, can't we just be like, he's, we're, like, where does he, we would, I like the, like, where does he rank right now conversation. But when you got a guy like Brady who's won that many Super Bowls, like, Let's just look, let's maybe wait till Mahomes is like 33 and like revisit comparing him to Tom Brady. It's just always in today's day and age. It's it's what it, where is he at now? Now 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 now. We don't like to wait. Right. It, it's just how we how we work. It's the same reason yeah. why you always compare a quarterback to another quarterback. Like it, it's what we do because it's a almost tangible thing. Cause you go, oh, I I know Drew Brees. He plays like Drew Brees. Well, oh, well, I, well, then, yeah, that's great. Or you, it was always the Alex Smith comparison. Oh, I know what Alex Smith is. Let's just compare him to Alex Smith. So right. I, I, I do think we've gotten better in the media as no longer are you just, are you are you Alex Smith or are you Tom Brady or are you Mike Vick? It felt like those are the only guys you could be. For, if you're a running quarterback, you're Mike Vick. If you are a right. uh, game manager, you're uh, Alex Smith. Alex and if you're uh, yeah. elite, you're all of a sudden um, you're Tom Brady. I do think we've we've grown a little bit, although I will say now it's a lot of, well, he's, he's got the Mahomes in him, which is interesting right. to see as a Chiefs fan. Cool. You're, you're finally getting that, yeah, that, that yeah. love, but I think we've grown as far as now you're seeing a lot more comparisons. Yeah, he's Mahomesian. Yeah. Uh, that, Caleb Williams is getting that, and uh, 
You know, I do think it's interesting, and I actually have a question for, for Dan Marino when he gets here. I want to know if there's, uh, like, which quarterback playing today, if any, does he think resembles his play style? Sure. Those are the kinds of things, like, I don't think we always have to go so far as to, like, oh, is it, you know, is he as good as? Like, I'm not going to ask Dan Marino, is Patrick Mahomes a better quarterback than you? You know what I mean? But, like, he's an analyst, a very good analyst, and a Hall of Famer. And so, like, what do you see when you look around the league at some of these guys? Who reminds you of yourself? I think it's a really fascinating question. Um, you know, and, and we can ask him about Brock Purdy. Like, what do you see about Brock Purdy this year as a young guy? Well, I, I think it's a very good points too, but I also think it's so hard. The games back in the day to hear has been so different. Like, imagine Dan Marino in today's NFL. Right, because yeah. he was like today's NFL quarterback, but back in the day. Like, yeah. that's what's so unique about comparing eras is, and I get it, like, you look at Joe Namath's numbers, they're they're horrible. Like, I mean, like, more interceptions and touchdowns, but the game was different. It's so hard to judge, and I think of any position, any position, quarterback's the hardest to compare era to era. Yeah, I mean, you got, like, a guy like Otto Graham who won a ton of championships before the Super Bowl era and all those things. And, like, you know, these guys are completing, like, 56% of their passes, and, like, back You're then... You're lucky if it's 56%. Yeah, that was good. Hell, they were throwing the ball underhand sometimes, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, have you ever thrown darts underhand, by the way? Off topic, but no, it's one of my favorite things to do. No. You go to a bar, instead of going overhand, do the old underhand toss. You got a dart sticking down this way. Yeah. Throw it underhand. Yeah. You can get a little... little uh, a little tasty with it. I have to try that. I'll have to, you know, they say that the best way to throw a free throw is underhand. Like, yeah, like you don't the, look cool, the, the, No, but you don't look cool. But the nerds, you know, the physics people say like that's that's the best way to do it. There's been a couple NBA players who have done underhand over the years. Well, yeah, if you go back to Rick Barry, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of comments to get to. Uh, Swiss, Mr. KC says, you guys are looking all official. Love it. We love you. Always appreciate, uh, appreciate you as well. Hanging out in the Discord. Um, really do appreciate you. Uh, Charles says, after Sunday, the 3 beat conversation starts. Charles, come on. I said it earlier today. Let's say it now. Let's, let's not put the cart before the horse. <laughs> It's hard well, enough to go back to back, it's man. It's hard enough. Let, let's let's get this one, but then I get what you're saying. After Sunday, I know, I know. I'm confident too. Let's just wait a little bit here. I want to wait a little bit. Yeah, how are you guys feeling out there? You you, you guys who are watching, I see Flapjack out there. I see Swiss. Um, how are you guys feeling about Sunday? It, you know, it's weird because your opinion, like, I did this last year's on Radio Row and talked to all these people, all these experts, analysts, former players. And so I'm always asking them, of course, before they get out of here, like, what do you think about the game? And I was getting more Eagles than Chiefs last year. And I, I felt like I came into the week feeling really confident. And I felt like I left Radio Row being like, ah, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm missing something here. The Chiefs are going to struggle. And, and then early in that game, they did. Um, I feel like it's different this year. I feel like more people are on the Chiefs than they were against the Eagles, which is surprising to me because I thought the 49ers were the best team over the totality of the season. They are. The only reason why they're on the Chiefs now is because they saw what they did against Miami, against Buffalo, and against the Ravens. Um, The Chiefs took down two of the best slash hottest teams in Buffalo and the Ravens, right? Yeah. Um, I I think it also be the case that the Dolphins at one point were one of the best teams in the NFL, and then they kind of fell offensively. They really faltered to that game. I don't think you take a lot from especially in the cold. But the Bills game showed me a lot. 
Uh, and then the Ravens game showed me another another step forward. Now again, um, it's a very close game. I, I don't think everyone's picking the Chiefs by any means, but I I, I, I do think um, the Chiefs have gotten more respect because they understand Patrick Mahomes. No matter what the offense looks like in Kansas City, the Chiefs still have him. Yeah, absolutely. We got a uh, Dan Marino coming over here. Um, we're going to chat with him a little bit. How you doing, sir? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Great, great, awesome. Oh, we've got. Uh, sorry, I'm late. No, no problem. Uh, we're, we're always willing to wait on a Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, so, um, how you doing, Dan? Who are you working with here today? Oh, you know, we got M and M's on our mind. You know, oh, M and M's, yeah. peanut butter M and M's. We have. Uh, they built a ring of comfort for uh, the non-champions, which uh, is kind of funny. And <laughs> it's uh, real funny. And in the commercial with me is Bruce Smith. And T.O. Mm. and uh, Scarlett Johansson, which is the kind of the surprise, right? Because she didn't, <laughs> yeah. she didn't win the Oscars. She had chance to win, and yeah. and uh, you know, and they got the ring. The ring's actually here. It's made out of some real diamonds. So oh, okay. it's here at the store, the M M&M store in Vegas. Yeah. So you can go buy and see it if you want. Yeah. It's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Big peanut M M&M's guy right here. Okay. They, I think we have some somewhere. Oh, do you? Yeah. So are you gonna get some for a snack for you, man? What's your, <laughs> what's your? He's been working hard since 8 a.m. What's your, what's your favorite M uh, M&M M flavor is it like i'm a pe- i like the i peanut like the butter. peanut butter yeah peanut same butter here I'm yeah with you. yeah same here. and uh actually i like all of them <laughs> well, yeah i mean they're all <laughs> there we go all, there we go fantastic. baby yes yes sir yeah. um fantastic so so dan we wanted to ask you um you played in the super bowl in your very first season how has that was 85 i believe like how has yeah. the, the the super bowl the game and all the fanfare around it changed since then changed a lot i mean if you think about with this game is you know just the spectacle of media and the hype and everything is so much different from when i played in 84 you know it was it was a little bit but not you know not the way it is now so that's changed a lot for the good i think i think make it make it a spectacle make it the biggest game possible and and let us all enjoy the game we love in football I know Brock Purdy's been a hot topic all season long, right? He does things a little bit more. I don't want to say unconventionally, but in today's, he doesn't look like Mahomes or Josh Allen. He doesn't look like Lamar Jackson. Some of these other elite quarterbacks who make these big plays game after game. What have you seen from Brock Purdy this year? What makes him so successful? Well, I think it's a few things. He's uh, He has a lot of confidence in himself for a guy that was drafted, you know, late yeah. uh, in the draft, latest in the draft. Yeah, LDP. And in... in for him, you know, to go in there and, and learn Shanahan's offense because, you know, Mike McDaniel runs that similar kind of offense. There's a lot to it. Yeah. And uh, I give him a lot of credit. Plus, uh, I like the fact that his dad was kind of a Marino fan and, and um, you know, let him let him watch some of my tape. And, yeah. and he wears 13. I can't, you know, you got to <laughs> love that, right? Love it. You're, I mean, you're an analyst now. Do you think it's kind of unfair to these guys? You know, he comes in, he has this incredible season, helps lead his team to the Super Bowl, and, and sort of he has to – deal with all this talk like is he the real deal is he going to be good and and we can't just kind of live in the moment and be like hey he was excellent this year yeah i say live in the moment you know because uh but it's like the media the media has to talk about it they got to try to uh, you know in some way look at something that brock purdy might not be as good at as maybe mahomes or whatever it may be and they do that a lot but at the same time the kid is there he's you know he did what he had to do he made those plays in the second half of the game, the NFC Championship game, where it was terrific. And, uh, you know, I think he got a shot. I want him to win. I want him to win. I really do. Uh, just because of the story, just because of the kid. 
Y'all are talking to some Chiefs guys over here now. That that, that hurts us just a little. Oh uh, well, I'm sorry, but I mean, now do I think the Chiefs are going to win? Yeah, but I want the 49ers to win. Talking about Mahomes now, what he has done has just been historic. But again, I always go back to what you did because you were the. The, the forefront of ushering in this new era of quarterback play. When you watch guys like him, do you ever see a little bit of you in their games? They're like, yeah, I, I help yeah. I help make you do this. These yeah. off-platform throws, these throwing on the move, uh, throws that you yeah. typically wouldn't teach people. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, he is amazing. Uh, he is, uh, when, when you watch him play, you know, I think the biggest thing is his competitiveness, you know, how competitive he is. And you could tell how, you know, just his emotions, um, that he's going to will his team to win, no matter what the circumstances are. And he, he's been like that. He's won a couple Super Bowls already. I don't see that changing much with him. And, you know, as far as me throwing, like, I mean, I, 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 when I was back in the day, I could make throws like he's making now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, doing the back shoulders, all those kind of things, sidearm throws. But he's special at it. The one thing they don't give him credit for is his ability to escape in the pocket and make plays. And because he can do that escape, his ability to throw it the way he does is makes him almost unstoppable. Yeah. He does the – he's done it a few times, the no-look pass. Did you ever do that back in your day? Um, you know, I might have, but I can't, re I can't really remember. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure if they're close in the vision, it's, you know, you're it's moving, there You're somewhere. moving them with your eyes. Maybe yeah. not quite as, as obvious. Is, uh, so is there anybody that's quarterbacking today that when you watch them, you see yourself in their game? Um, you know, I think, uh, well, t you know, Tom's left Brady and my, my style was more like his, he's retired now. Um, earlier in my career, I, I probably felt like I moved better than he did. Uh, but you know, as far as, uh, him throwing the ball in the pocket, his pocket presence, you know, throwing it away when he has to, a lot of that was, uh, is very similar. And I always thought Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron was more of a, uh, more of a, more mobile than I was in, in, in Tom and you know Peyton Manning the same way he's incredible player and he he brought everything to a different level too because of how he handled the line of scrimmage and all those things yeah I, I will say you went up against a lot of great defenses was there ever a single player you're like oh great we got to play against this guy well you know I always say you know Buffalo was the teams that that we always had to get past yeah. To get to a Super Bowl or, or beat in the playoffs. And, you know, Bruce Smith was always someone that you got to deal with him. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. And we play him twice a year and then sometimes three times a year. You get jealous of these guys these days where, uh, oh, Bruce is going to let you have it. And he wasn't going to get flagged <laughs> for it. Uh, they have the rules are, are in the favor of quarterbacks. There's no doubt in, in, in uh, offense. But uh, I think it should be, to be honest yeah. with you, because. Uh, we want. We don't want Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. We don't want Purdy getting hurt. We want to see them guys in the game and, and playing in the you know the game we all love. So I, I think it's a little overboard the rules, but it's good that they're there and they're in place. Are there any current NFL wide receivers you'd like to throw to? Any guys you're like, oh yeah, that'd be a dream. Uh, Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's an easy one. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. You're going 6K with Tyreek on your team, huh? What's that? You're going for 6K with Tyreek on your team. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You're getting 6,000 yards. And you have the arm to get it down there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Get, yeah. <laughs> now you can outrun my arm. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I'm not outrunning much of anything these days. No. Um, so, did she struggle during the regular season uh, on offense? They get to the playoffs, they kind of turn things around. Have, uh, did you notice anything 
throughout the course of the year that they've changed now in the playoffs so why they're having success uh, on the Super Bowl run? You know, I think it's just uh, <clears throat> they have the talent. It's just them making their mind up that, you know, we're going to get this going in the right direction, and they did. And they made, you know, the one thing, you know, they did struggle some during the year, but when they had to make plays to win games, they did it. And that's really what it takes in the NFL. Like you got to make the plays when they count, and when it's when it's when the when the game's on the line. When it comes down to it, I, I don't know how much goes into actually being there before. You've heard some foreign players say, "Yeah, it's a huge deal being in the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl." Now you've been there, and some people say, "You know, at some point it's a little bit overblown. It's all about a new team. There's always going to be so many new faces." What are your thoughts in regards to having that playoff uh, pedigree and success in the past? I think it's uh, important. I really do. I mean, if you look at guys that have been there before, now you know in the back of your mind you've done it, you could do it again. I tell people about, you know, two-minute offense and, and running, you know, trying to win the game at the end. If you've done it once, you know you can do it, right? So let's go do it again. And uh, But I, I will say that the teams are, they do change a lot, uh, but still the main, you know, the main guys are usually still there. Talk to us about Andy Reid. He's had this incredible second half of his career. He was very good in Philly, made it to a Super Bowl, wasn't able to get the job done. Comes to Kansas City, they win right away, and then he gets Patrick Mahomes. Where do you think he's starting to position himself among the all-time greatest coaches? Yeah, I would say he's got to be one of the all-time greatest coaches, without a doubt, to, do a, the, to take two franchises to Super Bowls, uh, to win the ones he's won. To be assistants at was he San Francisco, Green Bay, all those places where he learned. Um, he's uh, he's an incredible football coach. Yeah, so he's as, as good as anybody. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have to bring this up. As a kid, I loved Ace Ventura. You know that. There <laughs> <laughs> we it like go. For you and see, well, no, I mean, yeah. come on. I know. I got you. What, what what was that like? Just just doing that in the movie. Obviously, seeing you now in all these commercials. That yeah, that helped your uh, your acting career. Oh yeah, I've always been a good actor, so I ain't worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, it was uh, it was a great experience, and I I I, I always take credit for giving uh, for making Jim Carrey's career. As I said, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for me, no one knew who the, who the hell he is. But uh, no, that was great. It was fun, and and uh, it's something I always uh, look back on and say is the best work I've ever done. <laughs> back to football here. Uh, talking to some analytical guys a lot, they always say that sacks are more of actually a quarterback stat than an offensive line stat. Where, where do you draw the line? Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of crossover here. But when it comes to sacks, for example, like Mahomes, he might get pressure a ton. But you look at his sack percentage, it's the best in the NFL. That dude does not go down. Lamar Jackson, for example, as mobile as he is, as great as their offensive line is, 24th in sack rate. Do you consider it more of a quarterback stat or more of an offensive line stat? Well, it's... Uh... It's both, part of yeah. both. But, you know, knowing how to play the position, knowing uh, when to throw the ball away. Now, you see Patrick Mahomes throws the ball away a lot, and that's smart. Yeah. You know, he don't take sacks. He gets rid of the ball so he don't lose that yardage. And he knows what he's doing with the football. And, and uh, But it's still, I, I wouldn't say it's offensive line. It's a combination. It really is a combination. Who do you think has the edge in this game? The 49ers were the better team in the regular season. They've struggled some, at times in the postseason, not too much, during the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs took down a Ravens team that most people thought were going to dog walk them. Who do you think has the edge heading into Sunday? Well, I'm going to say Kansas City because, once again, we talked about it. You know, they, they've been in the game. But San Francisco, a lot of their players have been in the Super Bowl too. But uh, the fact that they have the quarterback they have, 
Um, I would say that would be their advantage. Uh, San Francisco, I feel like they're going to come out and try to run the ball. Um, and if they can do that on a consistent basis, they try to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, then that's their best chance to win. I got one more question for you. I just got to take the opportunity to do it because how many times do you get to ask a Hall of Fame or something like this? My wife's six months pregnant. We're having our first. It's going to be a boy. <laughs> oh, man. We don't know what. Where's to, this going? We don't know what to name him. You have any? Do you have any name? Any name suggestions? Any names you like? Well, you're from Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I'm actually from Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, but oh, I am a Chiefs. Right, don't name him Bernie Kozar. No Bernie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll stay away from Bernie. Hey, before I let you go, okay. Actual last thing, we found out you the lowest sack percentage. Uh, you were about three percent, so that's one of your lesser known stats. Didn't know if you knew that, but you were actually yeah. very good at not getting the sack. So not getting sack. So we'll, we'll say it's a quarterback stat, not offensive. Let's do that. It's a quarterback, quarterback stat. stat. Yeah, quarterback yeah. There's stat. a lot of those stats that. Uh, yeah, it has to do with getting rid of the ball or not. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. in favor, Dan. All right, guys. Dan Thank you. Yeah. Really there we go. Oh, I M&M's can't wait. Baby. I'm popping these bad boys. got it, man. <laughs> go check out the ring at the store. Okay, hey, we'll, we'll do. do. All right. we'll do. Thank you. That was uh, Hall of Famer Dan Marino joining us and giving, giving me some advice on what to name my kid. Not Bernie. <laughs> Patrick's a great name. <laughs> there you go. We'll take it. Um, uh, well, that was awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Dan Marino yeah. is always a man. Now, Always the man. Hello, hey, man, how's it going? What's up, Brennan? How you doing, man? Nice to meet you. Appreciate you coming. I love that you rock the quarter zip with no undershirt. I'm the same way, man. Of course. you got to let it breathe. you got to let it breathe. Let it breathe right. you got to breathe right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working with Breathe Right. Breathe right. Yes, sir, I am. I love it. I love the brand. I loved it ever since my pops was wearing it. And I, it's such a nostalgic moment just seeing it come, like, you know, past to the present. And now I'm able to go and embrace it in my own legacy. Do you wear, do you wear them when you play? I do. Yeah. Um, they actually help me, and I benefit from it a lot. Yeah, I got, I've got, like, a deviated septum. Have you ever heard of this? Like, my, my nose is, like, a little off, so, like... <laughs> One of my nostrils is always clogged, yeah. and I use Breathe Right all the time. Like at night, I'm trying to go to bed, and I'm like, "Oh man, I can't breathe." I slap one of those on. So not as impressive as is what you do um, <laughs> as an athlete. Hey man, I wear it while I sleep as well. It's yeah. a great recovery method. Yeah. I love it, man. Like you, I've seen the guys like they'll like color them. Yeah. So, do you do that? You oh, sometimes you know, smiley black face. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. 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 All right. Well, obviously right. following your dad's footsteps with wide receiver with the breathe right, but also <laughs> what is your game like compared to your dad's? Is there something that you're like, yeah, you know what? Thanks, pops. Thanks for teaching me this. Thanks for showing me the way here. What What do you think uh, you? some similarities and some differences with him. I feel as though like getting into the route and uh, having some finesse at the top of the route were very similar. We can get in and out of breaks pretty quickly. Um, off the line of scrimmage, I would have to say I would have to go ahead and try to take some of his games to release points at the top of the top end speed. I don't think we both getting catch from behind ever. So shoot, <laughs> man, your your old man was so smooth. I I used to love watching him when I was growing up. He was you know he was the guy when I was a kid and getting into football. Um, how did he how did he drill you up when you were coming up? Like I mean that's got to be tough. Like on one hand you've got like this crazy standard uh, of your dad, and you of course you want to be your own player. But also at the same time, like you're getting this like, incredible advice from day one on how to be a great player. Really, my dad wanted me to be my own player. So yeah. it wasn't about drilling me up or anything like that. It was just, hey, if you're going to go out there and be a football player and be a wide receiver and, you know, you got the last name right, just make sure you give it everything you got each yeah. day in and day out. And that's what it was. Did I, you always want to be a wide receiver? Was that always going to be the position you were playing? Or did you ever think of, like, you know, maybe quarterback, maybe, maybe a, 
uh, maybe corner back. Man, <laughs> I was a running back. I always wanted to be a quarterback, man. I wish sometimes I would have went back in time and been like, hey, it's better to throw the ball back there instead yeah. of getting hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe you'll get you'll get in the NFL. You'll get one of these coaches who will let you uh, let you throw it a couple times. You get a good spiral. Hey, yeah, let it zip it a couple yeah. times. Most yeah. definitely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Did you ever run the hill with your dad? Oh no, I plan on going to run the hill, and I hope to get a couple cameras out there just to go ahead and like you know see the past and present of us just running that hill. I feel like I could tackle it easily. Do you got it? I think I got it. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I'm not, that's all you. Yeah. yeah. So, so what kind of quarterback is Caleb Williams? Uh, Caleb is a threat, man. He's a generational talent, and each day in and day out, I know I had to bring my A game to practice. He went ahead and elevated me to a certain point, and that helped me with. It was just so beneficial to my career, man. And it was helpful just coming from a leader. It taught me how to lead correctly, and it taught me how to take my game to the next level. He gets compared to Mahomes a lot. Do, do you see that comparison in his play style? I see Mahomes, but Mahomes can't run like he can. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, okay. I would say a little bit of Lamar and Mahomes. Like, mm. he, the dude's That's fast. on tape. <laughs> That's on tape if you go to the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, for sure. For, oh shoot, no, hey, don't, don't get it twisted though. Hey. Mahomes is a dog. Yes. What was it like going again from Colorado and then to USC? What was that transfer process like? Again, I think a lot of times fans of a certain college they get really upset when their guy leaves, right? You know, it happens all the time. You're like, oh man, my, my he'd go into a different college. But what's it like for you as the player? What what, what was going into the decision process? I would have to say just taking it day by day, and I went ahead and looked at different positions. Honestly, I didn't think I was leaving Colorado. I put my name in a portal just to get some looks and try to see, like, where I was just from a, you know, personal standpoint. Sure. And I ended up finding out, like, hey, like, I might have to actually go ahead and take the leap of faith and sure. take that next step as soon as Lincoln Riley called me. And it was – it kind of hurt me because Boulder was my first love, man. Going mm -hmm. over that hill to see the flat irons, you just fall in love with the city of Boulder as well as the people and the environment. I could, knew I could grow there, but it was time to go ahead and just leave the bird's nest and take that leap of faith. Yeah. SoCal's not so bad, huh? Yeah, SoCal's not so bad. It's busy, a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah. So who who would you put on your Mount Rushmore, uh, like the four best guys at wide receiver all time? I think obviously I know one of them. Okay, okay. Um. Okay, we're going to go Randy Moss, of course. Yeah. Um, we're, of course, we're going to go Jerry. Yeah. Um, from Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Love it. My fourth guy, and this is just this is just my own personal. I'm not gonna, not a lot of people are gonna agree with this. I like Mike Evans, man. Mike Evans. I think he's dominant, and I I feel as though like him and it's it's really just him or Larry Fitzgerald for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I feel like Evans is a little underrated. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. His consistency. Consistent every consistency. Year. That's what yeah. you want, man. Yeah. For sure. That's exactly. Who did you compare your game to right now? Some guy who's currently in the NFL, do you say, you know what, I think my game resembles his just a little bit? Uh, I really don't like to resemble my game after a lot okay. of guys. But <laughs> if we have to go down that route, um, I would say, like, yeah, Chris Godwin. Nice. With the, the sneaky speed, are able you, are to you go Are a Bucks guy now? <laughs> Man. Um, is there is there is there any receiver out there right now that maybe has a little bit of a different skill set than you that you're like oh man I wish I could do that like I wish I had that you know whether it's uh, 
I don't know, you know, leaping ability, route running, anything that they do a little different than you? I wish I had the speed of Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dan Marino just said he wants to throw to Tyreek. <laughs> Man, I'd be a dangerous threat. Yeah, yeah. Is there any uh, is there any quarterbacks that you look around the NFL and you're like, "Man, I'd love to play with that guy?" Man, there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks yeah. like we get to the nfl like basically all of these quarterbacks are here for a reason if you're one of the 32 quarterbacks starting in today's game you're one of 32 guys that's the best players in the nation so yeah. any quarterback would be amazing yeah. as far as what you're trying to prove at the combine is there anything pro day combine that you're really looking to, to show people oh uh, i'm gonna I'm a showcase my speed most definitely uh -huh. i think i'm gonna shock some people with my speed what, yeah. you, prediction what, what do we have What's it going to be? Of course, we know we want to say a 4-3, but <laughs> hey, until it's there and you got to check check it off, then Check shoot. it off. Yeah. yeah. You've been training hard? Of course, of course. Yeah. Day in and day out, putting my best foot forward. And I'm honestly just loving the process. you got to enjoy the journey as well. What does that look like getting ready for the combine? I mean, obviously, I think the NFL, I think sometimes put such a focus on the combine. And, again, how often in, in – real football are you running 40 yards straight no pads on right. but but still it's something that's a lot of scouts look towards how do you prepare yourself from doing drills just for the combine versus drills for actual nfl action honestly i truly believe the combine is like kind of crazy at the same time you do get a real taste for like who we are as players and just preparing for that it's a different type of body composition that we're getting ready for like we're over here training and we're trying to get our body toned down to a certain point this is not football shape we're in 40 shape sure yeah. exactly so and we're over here about to go do 225 bench press jump out the gym and run the 40 so like honestly you just really got to go ahead and know that there's a time for this and there's a time for that and make sure that you put your energy forth when it's due is there is there a part of your game that you're working on right now that you want to try to improve as you're as you're looking towards the NFL? Quickness off the line of scrimmage because I feel as though I can get in and out of routes and really threaten DBs day in and day out. So if I can get that quickness off the line of scrimmage like a Devontae Adams yeah. with that quick twitch or Justin Jefferson, I feel like I gotta take my game to another level. Do you ever run into trouble with the press? Um I mean shoot, even at the senior ball, I really didn't get pressed too much. Yeah. If I did, it wasn't bad. I just would like to be better and better, you know. Probably get a little more space in college, right? Exactly. You, know, you, get, to, you get the NFL; these guys aren't scared, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun though, man. It's gonna be a good challenge. Heck yeah! Any cornerback that you're really looking forward to going up against? I'm not saying that you're gonna get the best. I'm not trying to get any anything on tape like that. But as far as the challenge of going up against some guys, who, who you looking forward to? I mean, shoot, of course you got the great names: Jalen Ramsey, Sauce Gardner, Jalen Johnson. To be honest. I want to go against a guy that was going against at Colorado, um, Christian Gonzalez. Oh. Uh, he's a great, savvy corner, yeah. and I can't wait to go back and head-to-head -head matchup again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who do you think – got to talk a little bit about Sunday before you get out of here. Who do you think has the edge in this one? Mm. See, the thing is, if I don't pick the 49ers, people are going to come out of my head. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I, I never like to doubt Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah. And then I got Rashid Rice, another Rice over there, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 But, shoot, um, I would say the edge, yes, of course, we're going to go with Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, 49ers, come on, Niner Nation, pull this one out. Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How familiar are you with Rashid Rice's game? I'm very familiar. I was just talking with him the other day. Oh, yeah. 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 
He had hell of a season, man. Hell yeah. of a season. You know? That's a dog right there. Yeah, he is. Uh, he did it in college. Whenever they needed big play, he got the big play. And then as the season went on in Kansas City, I think he was a great example of you don't have to be a first-round guy necessarily to get in there and make an impact right away. We've seen guys, you know, Rasheed, DK Metcalf. We, we talked to Puka Nakua yeah, Puka today. Nakua, I mean, you're like fifth-rounder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. It's a, do you think it's a hard position to evaluate? We're a very hard position to evaluate. A lot of guys just going to look at the numbers and stats. A lot of guys can't go ahead and transition from college to the next level. And honestly, if you go, if just go look at the one-on-ones. If you can go look at the one-on-ones and see this guy creating separation, catching the ball and stuff like that consistently, then I feel as though that he will translate to the next level easily. Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I talked to Monroe St. Brown earlier this year, and I said, can you tell right away, like take the combine now, because if you look at Monroe St. Brown's combine numbers, they're not great. They're not going to blow you away. And he goes, oh, I can tell right, right away. I don't care what your combine numbers, uh, combine numbers are. I can tell looking back at your college tape, and I can watch a few plays and go, this guy can do it, this guy can't. Do you kind of have the same viewpoint as far as, like, you can tell pretty quickly, like, this guy's a dog, this guy, he might look the part, but he might not be the part. For sure. A lot of guys can go ahead and, uh, you know, we came from an offense that was so stacked at wide receiver. And it's hard to go ahead and get touches and go ahead and put your best foot forward every single day. So if you can go ahead and thrive within our offense, I feel as though you will be a top receiver in the nation. I mean, shoot, look at Jordan Addison. Yeah. We had all those receivers and just watching him. But we all knew Jordan Addison was going to go on to the league and do what he does. And now he's in um, Minnesota just doing his thing. All right, one more time. Final score prediction for Sunday. We got we got overtime. Oh, love it! Ooh, okay. Overtime, 28-28. <laughs> I think uh, Kansas City goes ahead and scores a field goal. Christian McCaffrey runs it in. Game time, over. <laughs> okay, we don't we don't like that as Chiefs guys here, but uh, that would be a heck of a Super Bowl. Brendan Rice with Breathe Right. Make sure you're watching him at the NFL Combine and pretty soon on Sundays. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thanks for coming by. Letting the chest breathe, letting the ice breathe. Yeah. With breathe right, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, it's so much fun to get to talk to these guys uh, before they hit the, the, the NFL. You know, it's, um, it's really an honor to be out here. Dan Marino, now you're talking to, to Jerry Rice's son. Well, it's wild. What, what's interesting is he's actually a guy the Kansas City Chiefs could potentially try and target. You know, he's projected right now somewhere in the second to third round. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs uh, at best are getting, what, 31? Let's be real, though. I think they're getting 32. You're going to have to look, and hopefully you'd be a guy who's maybe sitting around at 64, right? A guy who's, who's there in the second round. Um, I would love to get Brandon Rice again. A little different style than his dad but again i i like to trust players who've grown up in that sort of atmosphere yes, like i know mahomes I, I know like mahomes I, again i know it's not always the case i get that but i do think there's something to being around that knowing what it takes and yeah. also you they can tell you hey this is what you need to work on the transition from college to the nfl is so drastic it's, it's not just the physical side, it's the mental side. And having someone who's been there and done that before, I think really helps. And again, I, I think that right there, understanding, understanding what it's like to be playing at the highest level on the highest stage, especially in Jerry Rice's case, you're playing for, at that point, the best team. I think also, his son would have that as well. 
Yeah, and also trust the genetics, man. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, this guy's unbelievable. Uh, you know, is he going to be his dad? I mean, that's not fair, right? But like, we've seen it over and over again of guys that come in who you know have a have a father who plays, whether it's NBA, NFL, and they get into the league and they can ball. And sometimes, sometimes they're even a little bit better than people the evaluators might think once they actually get in the game because i think of some of those intangibles that you mentioned they've grown up around the game of football they know how to be a professional i think that's an underrated thing that maybe that doesn't show up on the tape for you but that brendan rice is going to come into the nfl and he's going to be a guy who's going to do the right things yeah he's going to practice the right way he's going to eat the right way because he's had that ingrained in him since day one and then all of a sudden maybe, like, maybe he doesn't look like his dad coming out of college but after he gets in with those pro trainers and did you look like your dad coming stuff? out of college? Unfortunately, no. My dad, my dad was uh, nice and trim, uh, and I was—I uh, don't think he put back as many uh, uh, beast ices as I did in college. Patrick thinks his dad was ripped. I wouldn't say he was ripped, but you all know the, that was all back. The ladies, we're talking, all the ladies are about to pull up Patrick. We're talking dad the '70s, man. It was photos. different, you know. It was different back in the 70s. He probably looked like this, is what you're saying, with this outfit. Like this outfit. Yeah. No, not like me, this yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. No, no, no. Uh, Come on. Look, man, I had my day. I, I, I also day. love, love uh, this comment right here on, uh, on YouTube. Two guys with rice on the back of their jerseys would go so hard. Right? Yeah. Rice and rice? Yeah. Rice, rice, firm. baby. The law firm of rice, rice, the, and the homes? The law firm. I had the sticky firm. rice last night for the first time. What would you think? Why did I sound like Harry Carey right there? Just get so <laughs> off talk. We talk about His rice. The moon was made of spare ribs. <laughs> would you take mine? I know I would. I'd have mine with a tall glass <laughs> of blow eyes. No, but I just. Sticky rice for the first time last night. Richard, thank you. Richard blew my mind last night with a whole bunch of different types of food and. Uh, sticky rice was, was, really, was really good. You know, I just got to know. I, or, I ordered a Red Bull before we started the stream. I ordered a salad. And you ordered a salad. It's 11.69. I've got 10 more minutes to wait for that Red Bull. I'm dying up here, man. Coffee. Coffee, Coffee. Red Bull. I'm, I'm going full on should Red I, Bull. We should ask Dan Marino. You, how great would that be? Hey, hey, hey Dan, as, you, as you're heading out, would you mind grabbing us a coffee? Right. You think that'd be good? Yeah. He was very gracious to us. I think the grace would have ended. No, he's, yeah, he's a really good dude. I, um, I had a chance to talk to Marino one other time earlier on uh, this year, and I asked him, you know, do you think you could have thrown for 6K in today's pass-happy offense? He goes, since I don't have to prove it, I'll say yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, why not? I, I, look, some of these guys, Marino, Elway, uh, I would have loved uh, to watch I can't go Elway. Can't go Elway. Look, look, man, I have no love for John Elway. But if you couldn't appreciate what he could do with a football in his hands, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would have loved to have seen the him in the defenders loved it, too. Well, you know. I'm sorry. Come on, man. We're, we're in a cheese podcast. You're in a cheese podcast. If this stacking the box, I'd be here, showing look, him love. We're out here talking. Look, our guy, Patrick Mahomes, I think has already surpassed John Elway. So I oh, would say that. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, if we're talking legacies here. Um, I see somebody said uh, that the, in the chat that the Chiefs should go up and get Rome. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to get up that far. I think he's projected to go pretty early. But we're, we're going to have, uh, or at least we're supposed to have, Romo Dunze coming up here in, in a little bit. Um, and then we've got Dalton Kincaid coming by. Uh, 
What do you think about this this uh, kind of rookie class that we had this year? Yeah, well, these guys don't make an impact their first year. You know, like a guy like T.J. Hawkinson, like he he was you know you could see it, but. He didn't become T.J. Hawkinson until later. Well, tight end, I think, is a, a little unique. I mean, Travis Kelsey, kind of the same way. Obviously, his injury was a part of that, but it, it really is a case where I think tight end is a position where you grow, um, and that's not just mentally. Now I'm talking physically. I think most of the game for like wide receivers, you're growing mentally. Yeah. I think at tight end, you're growing physically a little bit too, where that's putting on a little bit of weight, where they need you to cut down, slim down a little bit. Tight end is a very interesting spot where you got to do both. You got to block, you got to catch, you got to get open. Um, I, I think it takes a lot of adjusting for tight ends in the or from going from college to the NFL to um, to transition. It's I, I, think, I think it's transition. very hard because yeah, you, you, like you said, man, like they gotta they gotta do a bunch of different things. You know, if you're a receiver, I'm not saying it's not a hard position, but you're going out there and, and primarily you're running routes, you have some blocking assignments, but tight end, a lot of different stuff going on. By the way, uh, Harold Kuntz from is Harold these days um, he's uh, he's at Fox uh, 4KC uh, on Eric Bianami which I don't know if you heard this he was he spoke to the Chiefs um, I have not and, heard uh, this. Oh, oh okay we got Rome coming in here um, we'll get back to that how you doing Rome? Well, good to see you man, hey, man Sterling nice to meet you thanks for joining us yeah of course so see, uh, I just got done talking to to Michael as well. Uh -huh. You guys' Sharpie track suits are sweet. I'm going to need to try and uh, bust one of those out. Oh, sweet. yeah, it's crispy, man. Sharpie, <laughs> Sharpie got us right out here. I mean, um, they got us with the track shoot. They got us with the pen, this new SGL pen. Yeah. Um, it's it's awesome. They're going to be right along there with me. You know, when I, when I sign my contract, I'll be signing with signing with Sharpie. So it's awesome. You know, uh, I take a lot of notes when I, when I play football, and, and I like to do my film study. So to have a, a no smear, no smudge, Type of pen, it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm like that them. too. I like to write things down. I know everybody, people are using the the Surface tablets and iPads and stuff, but I don't know if there's something I think I retain it better when I write it down versus typing. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same way. I used to I used to take take notes on my on my on my Mac um, in school, and I was like, man, like I don't retain the information yeah. as well. Something about writing it down. It, yeah. it, my coach used to say, it crystallizes the brain. So yeah, absolutely. I know you're from Las Vegas, right? That's right. What's it like having the Super Bowl here? Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, I'm a little nervous for the city, man. It's, it's <laughs> hectic out here. There's so many, so much stuff going on. So I, it's exciting, though. You know, there's always different, you know, amazing things going on in Vegas. And to have the Super Bowl here, it's it's a great attraction. You know, I'm sure they, they, they've been running it well, and it'll be awesome. So, so it's it's awesome. This is my first time in Vegas. Okay. Uh oh. What do I need to do? What do you need I've, to I've do? I've already gone. I, I've walked the strip. I, okay. I gra grabbed one of those uh, big old frozen drinks. Absolutely. I've already lost a lot of money. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. You know, I, the, the real big Vegas stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. You've. You've done it pretty well. I nailed it. <laughs> you've nailed it pretty. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. I, yeah. I think. Uh, you know, visit visit some fancy restaurant. Go eat. You know, have that experience. Um, I will go say go go see the lights. You know, take it take it take a little drive or a scooter ride down the down the the strip. Go to yeah. Fremont Street just to experience that a little bit. A little crazy. Go, yeah. A little crazy down there. <laughs> yeah. Experience that. Um, and yeah, I think you got it got got it down. There's a bunch of different spots here and there. Just enjoy the enjoy the city. Go go on an adventure. Yeah. Is there like an undercover place that like all the locals know about? Locals go to that tourists don't. Uh, a little bit. I mean, there's some casinos on the outside, like the South Point, the Red Rock Casino. There's a new one called the Durango that just opened up. It's a lot chiller vibe, you know, and, and there's a bunch of different restaurants inside those ones that kind of the locals go to that are a lot of fun. So gotcha. I would say those ones are, are pretty nice. What was it like? I mean, you're tough as hell. 
I mean, seriously, playing through a, sorry for being so blunt, but a broken rib, a punctured lung, right. you don't just do that, especially at wide receiver. Right. One, I'm sure NFL teams are like, oh, oh yeah, th this, guy's, this guy's tough, man. Right. But what was it like for you playing through that, trying to get ready week in, week out with those injuries? Right. I mean, from, from the get-go, I think my mindset was um, that I'm going to make it happen, you know, that, you know, regardless of, uh, of what the injury was, I felt like I was going to be able to recover. And, you know, that, that may have been a little naive of me. But for me, just my mindset going into the week and preparing and, and, and getting that rehab, it, it allowed me to, to have that mindset. And so it was, just, it was just going right along with the plan, you know, just feeling more and more comfortable. And, and, and they got, you know, me protected with the, with the different technology yeah. they have, the little pads, you know, rib pads and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a hectic, you know, couple of weeks getting, getting into it. But I felt I felt comfortable going into it and man you know I was playing the rival so I, I had to I had to be out there <laughs> what was it like taking hits with those injuries it was a little tough you know there was certain plays where I was just trying to protect myself um, and make sure I wasn't you know exposing myself to any like you know drastic hits but honestly I feel like you don't I don't get hit in the ribs that often like that like mm. I usually get hit in the thighs or you know something like that or in the shoulders so and I got my arms to protect me at my side mm. so I was all right growing up was there ever a wide receiver you modeled your game after you know, I really liked looking at Julio Jones. Uh, I, I remember watching him. He was a big receiver, and I, I, and I was big as well. I started playing receiver in high school, so I started to look at him uh, a lot then. But um, just his ability to, to get in and out of breaks at his height and the speed that he has, explosiveness, it was like no other. So I would say he was probably the number one that I looked at. We hear that a lot. A lot of Julio. A lot of yeah, Julio. So, it's either Julio or the surprising one. Deshaun Jackson. Really? A lot of the shifty guys. Okay. Like, they're like, they're like yeah. The yeah, his yeah. speed over the top. I can respect that. I respect <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, no, Julio inspired a generation, so for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so who was your favorite player growing up? Was it Julio? Was it? It was Devin Hester. Devin it was Devin Hester. Hester. Yeah, okay. I was a big Devin Hester fan. He had this video with the Lil Wayne track on the background. Man, I probably watched that video 200 times. I, I go back and check if it's on YouTube. I think it got copyrighted, so, yeah. but Devin Hester. Do you ever do you ever watch any of those Dante Hall highlights when he was with the Chiefs? Oh, yeah, when he was juking stick? everybody out. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember there was the one where he where he juked two people and made them crash into each other. Yeah, yeah. it was the Broncos. Yeah. It was the Broncos, yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite NFL highlights of all time. That was sick. Just it, was, it literally was a video game move. Yeah, it didn't that, look real. No. It didn't um, look, you can't even do that in a video game. Yeah. Like that, well, like, speaking of video games, what's your Madden rating going to be? Yeah. I don't know. They don't give the, the Rickies too much love, right? What did we start <laughs> off like in the 70s? Yeah, 77. 77. You might get an 80. That's right. Lucky. But, you know, I'm excited about the new NCAA game. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be a 98, 99 yeah. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that yeah. to come out. If you go over 1,400 yards and 15 touchdowns, right? and that got to be 99. Right? At least 95. That has to be 99. If I want to think 95, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> As far as the transition to the NFL, what do you think the biggest difference is going to be for you? Um, I think just the mental side of it. I think, you know, everybody's great athletes in the NFL. And, you know, the, the time, the, the athletic benchmark is just, it's just so, you know, so small. And the difference is so small. So I think that just being on the mental side of it, making sure I'm, you know, understanding coverages and, you know, the different things that defenses are trying to scheme up and making sure I'm on top of my offense and knowing what's going on with that. I think the mental side will be the biggest difference. Yeah. Is there a wide receiver in the game right now that has like a skill set that maybe you don't have that you wish you had? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek. I tell people all the time. <laughs> I watch every, I watch every, <laughs> I watch everybody's film, but Tyreek Hill. It's like, man, he's just he's just too fast. Like, there's it, just nothing like in the way he uses it. So, yeah. yeah. As far as with the combine, that's obviously coming up. How do you get ready for that? You know, it, it, I start, we were talking to Rome before you, and you know, it's a little different because it's not just NFL. You don't always 
train to run 40 yards without pads right. on, you know? How do you train for something like that when it's, again, something you don't typically train for? Yeah, it's a different process, and, you know, the training is different, you know, being getting up to that speed often, you know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way to do it, and I'm with some of the, some of the best guys to do that um, in, in Excel. I'm over there helping me out, so it's been awesome. I'm a track guy as well. I run track in high oh, school, man, you're, so you're golden. you know I'm golden. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I know I know what it takes. I know you know what it takes to, to to get a fast time and how to train it to to get to that point. So it's an exciting process. That's awesome. Well, yeah. you're projected to go in the first round. Any any predictions on where you where uh, where you might end up? <laughs> I don't have any predictions. <laughs> you're trying I, to I get in trouble. Yeah, I'm trying to get me. You know, man. Nah, we gotta do I'm, our jobs <laughs> out here. <laughs> I'm leaving that to all okay. you know the, the the scouts and the experts. That you know as high as possible. That, that's what I'm rooting for, but um, you know, I'm super blessed to, to be projected in the first round in the first place. So I'm super grateful. Okay, Rome, real quick, where you go? Final score prediction for Sunday. Final score prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go 35-21 Niners. Ooh, oh, big Niners, bro. Rome. Okay. All right. Rome. That hurts Niners. us a little bit. We're, We're pained. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we hope you're wrong, but we hope you have an incredible uh, combine draft season, and best of luck to you. Thanks for stopping thank by. Thank you very With much. Sharpie. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, man. And, and again, shout out to Sharpie. Uh, actually, Hunter stole my Sharpie pin. It was so good. I was riding with it so I wouldn't get it on my yeah, – see, look yeah. at this. You don't want it right here. Right. So I, was, I was rocking that no. bad boy. My producer no. even stole my pin. Yeah. See, yeah. that's how yeah. good of a pin it is. It's great, pal. <laughs> All good deal. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate See, I it. The, I haven't got the hands. I haven't got a chance to use this yet. Oh, that's smooth. Yeah, it's that's a nice smooth. pin. I'm, yeah. I'm actually a big Sharpie guy yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, big deal because I don't like getting stuff on my uh, my white collar, man. Yeah. Don't like it. So you want any? Of the, you want either of those two receivers we just talked to uh, to end up at KC? I want both. I want Rice and Rome. And then also with Rasheed Rice, that's a lot of R's. Rice, Rice, and Rome. Rice, Rice, Rome, baby. Rice, Rice, Rome. I think Rome could be going pretty high, man. I, you know, the Chiefs might have to make a move. Um, he had 15 touchdowns in 13 games, 1,428 yards receiving last year. Nuts, dude. Just I mean, absolutely it is it. nuts. Yeah. Um, all right, before, before we talk to Rome, I was telling you, about EB. So uh, apparently EB was in some of the meetings last week or two weeks ago for the AFC Championship Games with the Chiefs. And he spoke to them a little bit uh, before the game. Um, and what Andy said is it's always great to have EB. The energy he brings, the mentality he brings, you can feel. Just having him back in the building was really cool. I think the guys had a bit of chill bumps when EB's back. Uh, he added that he's excited for him to continue coaching. We we did hear that EB is not going to be back in Washington. Do you think that there's a spot for him back on the KC staff? Obviously, Matt Nagy. Interesting quote. Um, that's going to be very hard because I don't think Matt Nagy is going to go, all right, now you're back to the quarterback coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like that, that, there, there's – not really room unless you absolutely move on for Matt Nagy. Um, I'd be surprised, honestly, if I'm being honest with you. Because BNME is going to want to still be an OC, right? Like, I, right. I, is he going to be then well, taking a step back to come back? Sometimes they make up positions. Or Remember, like, remember when uh, uh, What's-His-Face was like the sp spread game coordinator? Um, right now, Dave Tobe's the assistant head coach, but that was kind of what I was thinking. 
was a potential sure. assistant head coach. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? doing? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good, man. Welcome in. Patrick. Dalton, nice to meet Sterling. you. Sterling. Nice uh, Dalton Kincaid joins us. Uh, so are you doing this, you're doing this uh, P&G Battle of the Paddles thing? I am. That is actually the sole reason I'm out here. Uh, I know they did it last year, so this is their second annual Battle of the Paddles. So yeah. uh, a fun little table tennis tournament. I was watching the clips of it last year. I, f I forget who won. Um, so have you have you always been a big table tennis guy? Uh, I actually grew up here, and in high school, a couple friends and I went to this place called the Dojo out here. Ah, so yeah. I never got to that level, um, but I was very humbled going there. Yeah. Kay's hosting it, right? Kay Adams? Kay. Yep. I was talking to her about it. So are you trying to sway her to kind of help you out here? Is she going to try and throw some, some, some help your way? Uh, that would be nice, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, just I mean we got a we got a, a table tennis table in the locker room, so play a little bit there as well. Yeah. So how's the whole battle of the paddles thing work? Um, I think we start we're starting off with duos, and then it'll okay. transition into a single elimination bracket. I think there's eight of us, and then uh, they'll ultimately come down to crowning the the last remaining guy. Nice. Obviously, mm -hmm. so you're born in Vegas. Yeah. Now seeing a Super Bowl here in Vegas, I can't help but when you said I'm. The sole reason I'm here is for Battle of the Paddles. You're not thrilled to have the Super Bowl here in Vegas and you not be in it? Is that what it is? Uh, not being in it hurts the most. <laughs> uh, but I get to see some family as well coming back. So it's uh, a win-win. Yeah. Lose, I guess. Win, win, lose. <laughs> so this is Sterling's first time in Vegas. Do you have any re recommendations? Now, keep in mind, he's got to work every day this week. Mm -hmm. So he can't go too hard. But any uh, recommendations for a first-time uh, Vegas guy? You know, I haven't had a Vegas experience yet, so um, maybe this week I'll get it. But I have yet to, you know, get on the strip and go out and uh, do all that. So good food. Yeah, food's on the great. strip, the food is great. Outside the strip, food is great as well. So I'd say take advantage of the food. <laughs> so how, how did you transition to Buffalo? I mean, that yeah. has to be a huge shock. Vegas to Buffalo, you go from warm weather, and all of a sudden it is almost perpetually cold, at least during football season mm -hmm. you saw the snow games um what's that transition been like for you uh it, it gets pretty chilly that's uh the first thing i've noticed um, the snow <laughs> is not you know soft like how you'd imagine you know snow falling and it's uh, a lot rougher snow for some reason it just is yeah. like a hard snow out there but uh, i guess that's really what makes you know playing in buffalo great is those those games and Obviously had one that got pushed back this year due to, yeah. you know, the travel ban. But, uh, you know, I remember sitting there, you know, I think it was Sunday at 4 o'clock we were supposed to play. And I was like, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way we like could be playing. It's like a snow day as a kid. You're like trying yeah. to see your schools on the bottom. There's zero <laughs> chance we could be playing right now. But um, it would have been pretty fun. Did you have to get out there and shovel at your own place? Uh, I did some shoveling, yeah. It's, okay. It's a, it's a workout. It, it, sure, you know? yeah, when it, with that lake effect snow. So talk mm. to us about Bill's Mafia, man. I mean, they're absolutely crazy. Uh, and they, they went out there and shoveled out the stadium for you guys oh, yeah. a couple different times. What's that fan base like to play in front of every week? Uh, it's special. You know, playing at home is an advantage, especially being in Buffalo. Uh, Bill's Mafia is everywhere. Uh, I'm sure I'll see Bill's Mafia somewhere this week. Yeah. Um, but they're very passionate. Uh, they love being fans, you know, of the Bills. And, you know, shoveling the snow at the stadium, it looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, clearing out seats, clearing out the field. Uh, 
I almost wanted to, you know, just go show up and do it for 30 minutes and just, <laughs> sure. just talk to people. So uh, it's a, a super special fan base to be a part of. Yeah. How was your transition from college to the NFL? We were talking, actually, we said tight ends may be the most difficult. You know, tight end, offensive line, I think those two spots, so difficult. What's that transition been like for you? Because let's be real now, you had a phenomenal rookie season. You didn't really have that slump that a lot of tight ends have. How were you able to be so successful so early on? Uh, I think it's just being surrounded, you know, by people who are confident in you and really believe in you. And that starts with the quarterback, the head coach, the OC, position coach. Um, but I feel like we kind of got to see that mold get broken a little bit this year with, you know, Sam Laporta's success and what yeah. he was able to do, which was awesome. Um, and there's a lot of other guys, you know, in our, our class who had success this year, but just might not have been as notice notable. Um, but it's just a lot of fun, you know, rooting for guys in your position uh, with tight end you and what Kittle and Kelsey and Greg Olson have created there. Uh, it really does create, you know, like a, a an unspoken bond that there is between guys in that position. What is that like? What What is tight end you like behind the scenes with those guys? That's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I bet. You know, we do get out there and we talk football and break down film, but besides that, it's a, a lot of fun just, you know, kicking it and going out and meeting a bunch of guys uh, that play the position. You got to play the Chiefs twice this year, once in the regular season. You guys got the best of them. And then, of course, the playoff game where they got the best of you. And you got to see a guy like Travis Kelsey who's going to go in the Hall of Fame up close as a fellow tight end what is it about his game you think that makes him so special he's just uh he's stealth like in what he does you yeah. know for as big of a guy out there and running around uh he just seems to kind of go missing at times and then the ball's on him right there and he's catching it so uh that connection he has with mahomes is super special uh but what he's just done for the position um is incredible uh you know not many people have done what he's done if anybody um and obviously breaking the the receptions i think it was in, yeah. in the, the playoffs yeah. Yeah. uh so it's it's fun to watch you know you can't really emulate his game because what he does is just outside of the norm um but it's it's cool to watch i had to make sure to get his jersey this year you know because yeah. Who knows when his time's coming? Yeah, do you, not anytime soon. Yeah, hopefully, no, hopefully, no time soon. Yeah. Uh, do you like running at a twelve personnel as a tight end? Mm -hmm. Is is that is yeah. that's you right there? Yeah. yeah. You, you and Dawson Knox together on the field. If we could be in fourteen personnel, I'd want to be in it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, sure. It's just you know you you spend a lot of time with guys in your room, uh, create friendships with them, going to dinner with them every week. So being in the huddle and just kind of looking around and you know you can't help but kind of smirk and be like. You know, I, I sit next to this guy, have dinner with him every week. Uh, so it's like being out there with your best friends. So it's a lot of fun. You get another great tight end in this game in George Kittle. How do you like? How do you compare these guys? The the difference in their game between Kelsey and Kittle. Kittle. It's hard to find like the appropriate word to describe him <laughs> because his his game out there is. It's just like a little crazy, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, how he runs after the catch, uh, the way he catches the ball, the way he blocks. It's very intense and passionate and, you know, how he does all of that. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, that's he plays football the way sh football should be played. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to describe him. Um, great teammate, you know, even just watching from the outside perspective um, and talking to people that he's played with. So Kittle is equally as fun to watch as is Kelsey. Um, yeah because his passion and intensity and everything he does. You got a Mount Rushmore of tight ends all time? You got, you got a top four here? Gosh. Uh, 
I, I don't off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I'll just save myself with that question. But <laughs> there's uh, there's some guys that definitely would be up there. Yeah. You don't want to get yourself in trouble. You don't want to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I understand. When it comes to guys that you grew up emulating, was there a certain tight end that you watch? You're like, I love his game. I know it's a little different, right? I mean, even at your age, the tight end position has evolved so much. I think Travis Kelce is a big part, but obviously before him, Tony G. But mm-hmm. their games are so different from Tony G to even uh, to even Travis. Just the the era difference. Did you ever mm-hmm. look at a guy at tight end was like, yeah, I want to be him, or was he even more wide receiver for you back in the day? It's kind of a mix of both. I mean. For me, it's always been watching like the one-two punch of you know two tight ends being out there that are super good. Yeah. Um, so that's always been, you know, what I've seen. But uh, watching football now, you can't help but just watch the tight end when when you're playing because you know it's what you do, and I wouldn't say you judge it, but you just kind of analyze how how a player plays and you know what they do in certain instances. So um, I think it's just kind of fun to. It's also kind of taken away from the game a little bit because instead of watching the whole play i'm just watching this one guy and something <laughs> awesome could be happening up there so you're like you miss some things baby, great but, block <laughs> yeah you miss some things but you see a lot of, of stuff that is applicable to yourself so so obviously going head to head with the chiefs twice this season uh what challenges do they present to an opposing offense particularly you at tight end what did they try to do to slow you down uh I mean, first of all, it's, it's difficult to beat a team twice. Um, you know, playing in the division, you got to face teams twice, and then seeing the Chiefs, you know, they're in the Super Bowl for a reason. Um, but uh, their linebackers are pretty good in, in coverage, uh, safeties. Um, they're just a, a very underrated defense, I believe. You know, teams obviously look at their offense and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all the weapons they have, but uh, their defense is pretty good. Uh, so. Maybe we'll see some of that Sunday, but the 49ers, you know, got a pretty good offense as well. Hardest hit you took this year? Was there one that you're like, oh, dude, come on, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, we played the Raiders. It was pretty early on, and Josh had changed my route a little bit, and I went into like a post and just caught the ball and just right, right in the ribs. <clears throat> so popped down for a sec, and I remember Latavius Murray running over and helping me up, but. Besides that one, maybe in London there was a, another one that was pretty good, but hopefully it just gets better from here. Uh, hopefully no more. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully yeah. Just <laughs> so Josh Allen's obviously an incredibly good quarterback. He's good at football. He can run. He can throw. What is something that he's not good at? <laughs> Catan. <laughs> yeah. Great game. Oh, fantastic game. I've yeah. yet to play him in the game but i can say that confidently because he's he's good at everything he does yeah, so yeah. uh until we play each other canton i can say that he's not very good at that okay. is that is that a teammate thing game night with the bills or is this uh what's the canton group there wasn't much of it this year you know i was i was going into it kind of heard rumblings of a canton game but uh there wasn't much of it this year, so hopefully we kind of bring it in next year got to bust that back out yeah you can be honest here okay the game has evolved a little bit now. Obviously, tight ends asked to do a lot with pass catching as well as blocking. Whenever it's time to, you know, do a little run block, and you're like, okay, this kind of sucks. This, this, I, I know I'm going up against a uh, big dude here. Got to pick up the blitz. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun challenge. Uh, you know, just basically a collision every time that happens. So, yeah. you know, you try to reduce as many collisions as there is, but uh, there is... For some reason, I think you develop a love for blocking 
just because it's it's challenging and you're just moving one guy from point A to point B. So it 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 gets fun at some point, especially when there's not much expected from you in blocking. Yeah. Uh, when you do do something kind of beneficial, it's it's like. Uh, you know, I run over, <laughs> I run over to Dawson, and I'm like, you see, you see what I just did there? <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, watching it. the film, it, it gets me fired up seeing that. So it's it's exciting. All right, I know we got to let you get out of here, but before we do, what's your final score prediction for Sunday? Score prediction. I'm going to go 27-24. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. AFC love. AFC love. You know, you got to respect the team that sent you out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also got to throw in, you know, tune in to PNG Battle of the Paddles yeah, tonight. Yeah, baby. Sure. Uh, Overtime Seasons YouTube channel will be streaming it live uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you can also receive $10 off by spending $50 or more on PNG products like Bounty, Charmin, Swiffer, and Tide at Lowe's.com. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we got good friends over at we Bounty. We got good friends yeah. over at Bounty, too. Yeah. So pick that up yeah. at Lowe's. Get that discount. And again, make sure, again, you tune into Overtime Seasons YouTube channel beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, Wednesday, February 7th, PNG's Battle of the Paddles. Appreciate yep. you, Don. Thank good you, guys. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. I know I'll be tuning in. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little upset I'm not invited. I'm a big, I'm a big ping pong guy myself. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's here, baby. Big ping pong guy myself. Ten <laughs> ten dollar Red Bull. It's Take that out baby. of his uh, paycheck, please. I want that I want that docked from his paycheck. Yeah. That's it's ten? At least it's cheaper than the twenty four bottle water. Yeah. You got my salad too? Yeah, you hear that everyone? I got a salad. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Did our producers ever get us the uh, pronunciation of A Chan? Is it A Chan, A Chan? Chan, I'm just gonna be like Devon. Devon it's it, it actually like it's actually not pronounced Devon. I know he was asked about this. Um, well, you know, our boss Zach Best is here, and I know his brother Adam has Devon on his uh, his fantasy team. So maybe he knows. Maybe you ought to text him the pronunciation. All good. Um, That's perfectly fine. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're. And I, I really do. If you guys are watching, out, this is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel so you don't miss when we go live at the dang Super Bowl. And if you want to become part of the Arrowhead Attic community, check out the link in the description. Uh, we're going to do all kinds of fun things. We've got a fantasy football league. We have a private Discord. And again, if you're in Vegas and you want to meet me, and Sterling. I don't know why you would, but if you do, you want to talk some cheese football with us, we're going to be in the lobby at the Mandalay Bay, 5 p.m. Vegas time tomorrow. Look for this banner. We might have to take it down, but we'd love to meet some of you guys, talk a little bit of cheese football, and uh, say hi. Dude, I'm looking at this the food right here, and I, I am. Know, I am. It's rough. I feel like I'm stuck on an island, and I see food. I'm yep. about to come chase you down. Don't do that to me. You know, we're, uh, we're moving right along here. We got uh, Devon A-Chan coming up. Will Golston. A-Chan. It's A-Chan. It's A-Chan. A-Chan, not A-Chain. A-Chan. Devon A-Chan. Thank you, best. Like Jackie Chan. Thank you. And maybe Shannon Sharp. And maybe Shannon Sharp. You know what he calls Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Mahomeboy. Mahomeboy. 
I love this, by the way. A taco salad isn't healthy, Sterling, and eating light doesn't matter if you're going to save all the carbs you're going to be chugging tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's, but I, I save the calories and then spend the calories on booze. Yeah. I'm a responsible man. Yeah, you are. It's called balance. How you doing, sir? How you doing? Hey, man. Sterling. Oh, long, long stretch. I don't have long arms. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the football player arms, you know? Yeah, get that out of there. Uh, how you doing, Devon? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, good. And you're working with, I'm guessing, Pepsi here, Zero Sugar? Yeah, Pepsi Zero Sugar and uh, Conor Cruz. How you like that fit on the jackets? Great, man. Great, yeah. great varsity jacket. Can you rock that mic up just a little bit there? Thanks, oh, yeah. man. I, I want to make sure these guys can hear you. Um, cool, man. So, uh, look, you come on with the Dolphins this year. This team has a ton of speed on offense, uh, including yourself. If you raced Tyreek, Moster, and Waddle in the 100 meter, where would you come in? First. First? Oh, yes. what's the order? Oh, I, I, I don't know. It, it'd be close second, though, but I'm coming first. Oh, man. Is there a lot of trash talk about, about with all those speed guys, just about, like, you know, who has it? Yeah, always. I mean, it's just trash talk, of course, because, you know, we all fast and we all, like, we all being like number one at the top speed, so yeah. it's like, yeah, of course it's gonna be trash talk. Yeah. Hey, I, I asked Raheem Mostert. He said that he'd be the anchor. Yeah. If he did a four by one relay, he's the anchor. Yeah. Is that how it's set up? Yeah. But by the way, this with, with Pepsi Zero Sugar is awesome. It's Pepsi Zero Sugar in Carnival third year. The board a rookie return a pro fan giveaway campaign, giving rookie cruisers the chance to win a vacation getaway on a Carnival cruise from now through february 11th fans can visit pepe pepsi rookie cruise.com to enter the sweepstakes for a chance to win their first cruise getaway now i've never been on a cruise i don't know what the legality is behind this i think i might have to enter yeah i haven't been on one either so this oh so you're good too you can yeah. enter too yeah. maybe our first time <laughs> yeah yeah we can go together um so obviously you know you got mike mcdaniel uh, super funny and laid back when he talks to the media. Is uh, he like that behind the scenes? Yeah, too? That, that's that. That is him. Like, yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. Like the person he pres like pres put on, like uh, like camera. Like that's how he act. Like that's him in real life. Like every single day, every minute of the day, like he act like himself, and that's what we like about him. Yeah. You average 7.8 yards a carry. I brought this up all the time. We do a lot of Chiefs talk here. I do Chiefs talk radio. But I said what you did this season was historic. 7.8 yards per carry. How are you able to be so effective, obviously, again, so early on in your career? Um, I feel like, man, it, it all is a team effort. Like you said, we got Walter and Tyreek Hill. You know, those, those guys are receivers. So I pretty much, you know, defenses, defenses want to, you know, stop them. So basically it makes it easier for us. You know, to run the ball when they went about those two guys. Awesome. All right. Um, we know you got to get going. Uh, you're here working with Pepsi. Before you go, what's your final score prediction for Sunday? Um, I, will, I, I, don't, I don't know. Probably score, but it probably come down to like a three points, like field goal. Three points? Yeah. Okay. You got Chiefs or Niners? Uh, I'm going to say Chiefs. Love it, baby. All right, man. Hey, Thank appreciate you it, man. By. We appreciate you. And make yeah. sure everyone go check out everything that is going on border rookie return a pro sweepstakes pepsi rookie cruise dot com from now through february 11th fans who have never been on a cruise can go check that out look at this guy shannon sharp baby the best soul patch in the game it's the best soul patch in the game 
Uh, well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks so much for being here, man. What all do you have going on? I know you've been a super busy man. You've been you've been going around the ringer already. Yeah. What do you have going on right well, now? Well, I have this have this media, uh, my media obligation for Oikos. I have that, uh, and then I have a couple of parties I got to attend. I have my event tonight, and then I got first take tomorrow, um, and then I got uh, nightcap. We're doing live tomorrow night, and then I got. ESPN on Friday, and then I got a couple of events on Friday. Uh, I'm doing a taping of Club Shay Shay while I'm here, and then I got a couple of appearances on uh, Saturday. I got a bottle signing tomorrow <laughs> at Total yeah. Wines, so I'm I'm busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really busy. I'm really busy uh, while I'm here, but that's that's a good thing. That's what, a good thing. What do you do those Club Shay Shays? Do you know when they're going to be huge? Like obviously, like Cat Williams. That interview was popped off. Like when, when do you know? You got something good there. We were hoping, honestly, we were hoping for ten to for fifteen to twenty, ten to fifteen million views. Ten to fifteen million views in the digital space is a ginormous interview. Yeah. And listen, first of all, ten to fifteen million views in linear television. Do you know how long a sitcom would be on if it's getting ten to fifteen million views on a night on a, on a weekly basis? And so that's huge. And so that's what we were hoping for. We were hoping Steve Harvey had done a great interview with us. Yeah. He had sat down about six months earlier, uh, six, seven months earlier. And we felt that if we could do his number, maybe a little more, that would be a great interview. Uh, had no idea it would ever reach the number that is reached. Uh, so excited that all of my um, all of my fans and, and subscribers and watchers and so many people, because everywhere we go now, they talk about that interview. Yeah. All right, we gotta, we're here at the Super Bowl. we got to ask you about the game. Now, I know you call him Mahomes boy. Uh, watch the show very much. Uh, where is Mahomes going to fit in with the all-time greats if he gets the win on Sunday? Well, if he wins on Sunday, he's already top five. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. Uh, now, because then, now, he, look, he's tracking. He's looking at Tom. Tom right now, Tom is big goat. Um, uh, uh, Mahomes has some little antlers. Uh, he's going to need to shed those and grow a bigger rack. But right now, Tom is the GOAT. I think we understand that. But he's ahead. And the, the only reason we're having this conversation is because he's ahead of what Brady was at the same point in time. Yep, and Brady him. became the GOAT. Yep. And he's tracking ahead of that. He's 70 touchdowns. He's almost 7,000 yards passing. He's two regular season MVPs already ahead of what Brady was at the same point in time. Now, we're going to have to have – I don't think we can really have a serious, serious, honest discussion until about year 10 and we see where he is as far as where he is. Uh, as far as uh, Super Bowls and the MVPs and things of that nature, but he's definitely tracking how much and how much longer because Brady had a 20-year run with Belichick. I don't know if if, if Patrick is going to have a 20-year run with Andy. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if he, how much uh, longer Andy wants to go. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna weigh and then plus. Trav, how much longer can Trav play at the level in which he's playing at? I would love to talk more about Travis Kelsey because, obviously, if you're a Kansas City fan, he, he's already the GOAT. Him, him or maybe Tony G. Yes. But, 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 but in regards to the way the NFL has currently progressed at tight end, yeah. blocking, for the most part, isn't quite as valued as it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. What do you say when Travis Kelsey, when people say Travis Kelsey is the greatest of all time tight end? I agree with him <laughs> uh, because you look at what he's been able to do, the way he's uh, played in the regular season, 
and he's able to take it up to another level in the postseason, the consistency in which he's great, he's great at game in and game out. You know you can, he's reliable, he's durable. Uh, yeah, and, and, and for me, you know, the most postseason catches, the most touchdowns by a duo, him, him and Patrick, uh, the 1,000-yard the, the seasons in the NFL, uh, uh, for Kansas City, because what he was able to do is that he put up receivers numbers at the tight end, and I know that well. You know, look, if it was that easy, all the other tight ends would have been doing it also. Yeah. So he's unique. Uh, this is the golden era for the tight ends. You look at him. You look at Kittle. You look at Hawkinson. You look at Laporta. You look at Njoku. I mean, now it's so many more guys to do what only a handful of guys can do when I played. Yeah, we know you're going to have to get out of here soon. You're you're a busy guy. You're in demand. Who do you think has the edge in this game on Sunday? Well, I think from top to bottom, Kansas City has the better team. Um, but obviously, they uh, Kansas City has the better quarterback. And when you have the better when you have the better quarterback, you have an excellent. You have a better than fifty percent chance of winning the game. Yeah. Um, are they under? Am I surprised that Kansas City is underdog? No. Kansas City's been the underdog the last two, the last three weeks, uh, being on the road because everybody had never seen Patrick Mahomes play a true road game um, outside of the Super Bowl in the postseason, and everybody was concerned. My concern was I hadn't seen enough in the regular season that convinced me that they could go on the road or even at home yeah. because I had saw the, the, the with the drops. Even Patrick did not play to the level that we're accustomed to seeing him play at, and then the offensive line wasn't very good the entire season. The offensive line has been exceptional in the playoffs. The guys have held on to the football, and Patrick Mahomes has been the Patrick Mahomes that we previously saw over the previous five years. Have we been hoodwinked? I mean, it's just, I'm sitting possible. here going, have the Chiefs been playing us the whole time? They're like, no, no we'll, we'll no. turn it on come playoff time. No, no that's not how it works. That's not how it works in, 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 in sports. Um, you go out there and you put all that effort in, the practice time, the meeting time, the studying, the training, the way you eat with an opportunity to win on Sunday. And for whatever reason, they wasn't able to materialize yeah. because they had a lot of things going on. The offensive line was very, very bad. Uh, they shored that up. Uh, Patrick has done a great job of protecting the football. Uh, the defense has been outstanding the entire season. That was the one thing that's been rock solid. That defense led by Chris Jones, uh, they got uh, – oh, man – What's the 38? Uh, Sneed. Sneed, yeah. Whoo, McDuffie. Oh, man, those guys have been outstanding. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting game. I mean, I'm kind of biased because I've known Christian McCaffrey since he was two. Yeah. Kyle, his dad coached me, Mike Shanahan. I know Kyle since he was 12. I kind of want them to win. I kind, I really do. But, damn, man, it's hard to pick against <laughs> my homeboy. It's hard to pick against that guy. Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp. Shannon, we appreciate your time appreciate so much. You, One more time with Oikos. What you got going on? Yep, uh, I'm paired with Martin Lawrence. We're doing a spot in the big game that's going to be watched by a lot of people. I'm super excited. Thanks, Oikos, for giving me this opportunity. I understand they had their choices of celebs, entertainers, and athletes, and they chose me, and I get an opportunity to work alongside Martin Lawrence. And also uh, what they've been able to do with the HBCUs because they feel that resources and funding should not be a reason that people are not uh, – uh, people are not allowed to have quality nutrition so thank you oikos for giving me this opportunity and i hope you guys enjoy the spot awesome shannon thanks so much man you, thank you man thank you yeah, so thank much you coming by yep yeah where's that i don't have it man it's gone i don't have it <clears throat> do you think uh, that that was awesome that was um, really really cool one second as yeah. we're trying to find a uh a sweater right here hunter's looking for it over there so yeah Give us one second. We don't have it. 
Um, yeah, I got to plug in. Give me one sec. Bear with us. It's live. We're live, man. When you just talked to Shannon Sharp. Do you think that... Uh, do you think Shannon was a little embarrassed sitting next to somebody who made his biceps look small? Dog, I mean, that guy, <laughs> I'm not arm wrestling Shannon Sharp yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, how's it hey, going? Hey, good, how are you, man? Patrick. Will. Sterling. Nice to meet you. Nice. See, you again, by. this is the, the first thing, first thing with all football players is the hands. What? It's yeah. the hand size. Yeah, you guys. It, I just do the fist bump now because I'm, oh, yeah. like, right. that's that's okay. Yeah. I might break my hand, but at least it's not. I didn't squeeze it too hard. Right? No, you didn't. No, no, no. All right, my bad. It gives, you, it gives you a little, firm. little preview firm <laughs> of what would have happened to you if you tried to play in an NFL game. Oh, I'd get, I'd get rocked. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> the look at his face, like man, this guy is not making it in the NFL. No, no, I would not. High school, college, middle school, it ain't yeah. happening. So you, you're working with the American Cancer Society, is yes, that correct? Yes. Tell us about your work with them. Uh, right now, I'm here, right, with the American Cancer Society and NFL with the Crucial Catch Initiative. Um, yeah. I think I won the award of the. I don't know what is the name. Well, I won the award this year. Um, but really, the whole goal of the Crucial Catch Initiative is to be able to promote knowledge power get everybody to go up get out get screened they also has and they gave up around six hundred thousand dollars to everybody going to get checked screening researching uh helped over a million people so far with like helping them negotiate what they need to do because some people don't really know what to do uh but really overall promoting the health and wellness yeah and i know you've lost dear family members to yes. cancer yes Almost all of us have been touched by cancer in one way or the other. My, my, my sister's a cancer survivor. Uh, what would you say to people who uh, are, are reticent maybe to go and get screened? They're, they don't like to go to the doctor. You know, how important it is, as you mentioned with the crucial catch, to go to the doctor, get yourself checked out if you don't feel right. Well, honestly, uh, that same stigma there. My, I think my dad passed away because he was afraid. Uh, mm -hmm. I think if he took the time to go get screened, get checked at an earlier sign, like during the regular times to do it, not just when he saw the symptoms, uh, he would still be here today. Yeah. And that's really one of the reasons why I hold this so close and near and dear to me. Yeah. Um, so I know it's frightening because it's cancer. Uh, I know you know, you might don't want to show you're weak. You don't want to show that you can't handle it. Um, but if you take the time to really go out there, get checked, uh, follow the steps and procedures that's there. Uh, you really can change your life and extend your life. And then, like me, if you're somebody's son, nephew, cousin, brother, be comfortable having that conversation yeah. with your family, your friends, to let them know it's okay to go get checked. I'll be there for you. I'll, I'll, I'll be your support right now. I'll yeah. give you what I got. And maybe it'll be a little bit easier and more comfortable for everybody. Excellent advice. Um, turning things to football a little bit now. You played uh, the Chiefs in the 2021 Super Bowl, uh, and <laughs> you guys, smile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys got after those boys. Um, wow. It was uh, we're both Chiefs fans. So that was a, that was a tough one for us. Um, <laughs> it's a great day, wasn't it? It was a, it was a tough day. Um, but you guys really neutralized that Kansas City offense. Now they had some injuries along the line, but you played them earlier in the season and you guys lost. What was the big difference for you between those two games? that made you so successful the second time around? I think they scored like three times in the first quarter and didn't score again. Yeah. But that those three touchdowns in the first quarter, well, those are some daggers, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think taking that mindset of how we finished the game, going through everything we did through the season, uh, going on the road that we had to go in the playoffs, and then seeing them 
with a little bit of a bitter taste because we did lose. Uh, putting all that into a pot and just getting at the right temperature, I think that's what set the standard for us to be able to play the way we did. Now, I know Tyreek, he went off in that first game. <laughs> and you know he likes to talk. Mm -hmm. And he was he was over there on the sideline with the phone. Yeah. Calling for help. But you guys use that as a little bit of motivation. You let him have it in that Super Bowl. But help must have came during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you think it helped you guys to have played them in the regular season, gotten a look at that offense, understanding the speed, some of the things that they do once you got to the Super Bowl? Um well, if I say that, I think that takes away from our defensive coordinators and all of our coaches. No, I think the preparation and the game plan that we had yeah. is really the reason. Like, players play, of course, but our coaches put us in a position to win. Our coaches put us in a position to dominate, and I think that that's what really showed. When it comes to someone like Patrick Mahomes, how does your game plan change, especially as a pass rusher, right? How, how does it change when you're facing a guy like him? Like, obviously, from Lamar to him and then from him to Purdy, how do you adjust game in and game out like that? So you really have to pay attention to the details. Uh, so both dynamic quarterbacks, both of them scramble. They may scramble and throw the ball that side more than they scramble. They may not like to throw the ball within this. Like, it's so... The intricate details to defense when you watch the film and try to truly understand the player that you're playing against in the offense and the scheme and how they utilize their weapons, it's uh, it's for me, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. it, but it takes a lot of work, and you really just got to dive into the detail. That's what really helps you. And then that Super Bowl, I, I saw some clips. You know, they have everybody mic'd up after it was over. One of the cool things just for me as a fan, even as a Chiefs fan, was – you know, Mahomes was running for his life. You guys had him on the move all game. He made some incredible throws that didn't work out, that diving throw. And I, saw I was mad at that diving throw. Were you? I thought I had my yeah. Super Bowl sack. Yeah. <laughs> Parallel to the ground and launching that bad boy 30 yards. What the heck is that? And I, I saw clips of you guys talking about him. The game recognizes game mm -hmm. and just sort of like the things that he was doing. What, what was that like watching him just try to do everything he could to keep his team in the game, but he just, just couldn't get it done? That's a true competitor spirit yeah. never giving up no matter what the odds show you don't quit yeah. and I like that about him yeah he, he, one thing I've seen Mahomes do I wonder if he did with this with you guys I've seen him give interviews and he says you know well I try to dap those defenders up a little bit you know I wanted to like me a little bit do, do you try that pull that stuff with you guys nah, a little bit? Bro. no <laughs> no <laughs> you can look at some of the pictures that you take if you zoom into his face yeah. man it's no I don't think he would have said it yeah anything to us yeah uh, yeah absolutely what, what was it like with obviously Tom Brady there because there, there's all this mystique about him was he as serious as everyone says obviously it, it, it worked you guys won the Super Bowl that yeah. year but what was the mentality with a guy like that do you just sit and I, again, obviously, it's different defense versus offense, mm -hmm. but still, it's it's one team. What was that mentality like? He had a true professional mentality. Uh, he was a true professional through and through. But I can say this: like he was the type of leader that can motivate without having to. You don't, don't got to talk to everybody. He led by example. Uh, like I said, his professionalism carried around through the whole facility. Um, and then this type of guy where like you you want to show. Like you don't want to be the reason why we lose because we have somebody of that caliber. So I think it took everybody's game to another level, changed everybody's standard. And I think really that's one of the ways our defense got so good because we wasn't going to be on – like nobody wanted to be on the back end of the time. We wanted to make sure that, all right, we stand in our ground, stand in what they say, not standing on business. So, yeah. yeah. When it comes to being you know, an edge rusher, how, how hard is it to not just try and go after the quarterback? 
Like, how hard is it to say, I got to stay in my run late, you know, play action, all that stuff? Like, like, how hard is that? You know a little football, man. You know the little triangle you got to follow, look yeah. down the line, look up. <laughs> hey, but um, like that goes back to your coaching. Yeah. So you, if you trust the technique that your coach gave you, it's a certain it's a certain time and place to just pin your ears back and let go. But if you trust that technique, it'll get you. Like, stop the run, you get the rest of the quarterback. Yeah. Simple as that. So Mahomes is, you know, he's not he's not a guy like, you know, Lamar or Josh Allen, but he's really elusive in the pocket. Mm -hmm. How do you think the 49ers are going to try to contain him and attack him uh, on Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I can say, well, two different schemes now. We got the 3-4 going. I've been playing the 3-4 for a while, yeah. uh, going against a 4-3. I think with the guys that they have off the edge, they'll be able to contain, contain everything outside, but you got to think they got good, good backs, yeah. good tight ends, good offensive tackles, so they can keep – those one-on-one matchups on there is not going to be the same. So it's going to come down to the interior. And now they got some good interior guys. My yeah. man uh, Hargrave. Hargrove is there? Humphrey. Humph no, I'm talking about oh, for, oh, for oh, the 49 so yeah, 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 yeah. Hargrave. Yeah. Hargrave. Yeah. And they got the, the, yeah. the young boy in there, too. Chase Young, Armstead, yeah. oh, they, Bosa. So, so they got all the <laughs> rushes, right? Dogs, yeah. So as I said a little bit earlier, you stop the run, you get a chance to go after the quarterback. But you got to think about the screen game, extension of the run, getting on that perimeter. They got an explosive guy. So I'll. I'm really going to like to watch this as a defensive fan. Yeah, chess match. Yeah. It, as far as this season goes, there's a massive turning point, right? Struggle to start, and then you ended up. Mm -hmm. You ended up where you ended up, right? That, that, that was a pretty. I thought I was going to be here this week. You thought you were going to be here in yeah. Vegas. Well, you're in Vegas this week. It's just yeah, well, well, a little different. In different scenarios. A little different. Yeah, yeah. But, but what was a turning point for you? And then I guess also, what does the future hold for you going forward? Uh, well, I'm, I could say this that I plan to play until they say I can't play. <laughs> um, but. I think the difference or the, the way that helped us transition from the dark path was everybody kept working. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of new pieces, a lot of young guys coming in, a lot of, I would say, people having to mold and mesh together. And once that mold and, and that mesh came to a perfect fitting, we started to have that success and nobody quit, nobody wavered, nobody took their mission over the team mission and it gave us that success. And I think with that young recipe of young guys that they got in the locker room now, the sky's the limit for that team. Yeah. Yeah, rookies helped all over the defense this year. Were there any guys that stood out to you that you think can carry the torch from guys like yourself and Levante David? What? I know you You saw it. You saw it. Man. <laughs> I, I, I can think about six or seven young guys. And this is a guy that's not a rookie as well that stood and held his own, uh, Logan. Yeah. My yeah. guy, Logan. I got to yeah. I gotta shout Logan out because yeah. next year he's going to be a dominant figure in the NFL. You're going to yeah. know who that is. But then you still got Kalijah. You got Vita. Vita's yeah. a young guy to me. Yeah. Uh, Kalijah, Vita, Yaya. Yaya stepped up. Yeah. We got Marquise. Nobody really got a chance to see Marquise. Number 58. He's a, I don't know if you're going to wear it again like next year, yeah. but he's a bad guy, man. Like It's some dominant guys in that uh, for, up front. People didn't count. They counted you guys out going into the season. I mean, the, the talk in the media was these guys are going to be bad and, you know, Tom's gone, all that. They're bringing in Baker Mayfield. He's got a chip on his shoulder Shake coming into that season as well. <laughs> you know, uh, what was it like working with with Baker Mayfield? Did, did um, you know was was he a good leader? Did he bring a little bit of that chip on his shoulder to you guys as well? Definitely. Uh, I think that he's a great leader, a great guy, great man in the locker room, great man off the field as well. But he brought a different type of competitiveness. Uh, like I said, the analogy I gave when it came to time, you wanted to raise to your level. But you had to raise your level a little bit with Baker because he's going to talk a little cash. So you want to be able to step up and do the things that you have to do. So 
being able to have a guy like that, that you can really just know he's going to put his gloves on and fight with you, that's the guy you want to go by. Will Golson, really do appreciate American Cancer Society Crucial Catch Ambassador. Yes. Where can folks go? Is there is there a website? Is there is there a place yeah. where they can get more information on this? AmericanCancerSociety.com. You follow, you look on those links, give you everything that you need to get to, figure out all the information you need, uh, and just go. One thing I want to leave before I say, everybody go out, get checked, go get screened. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Yeah. Great work you're doing. Appreciate you coming by, man. Hey, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, see, yeah. again, small hand. I, 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 these are nine-inch hands, and you're like over here with 12s. Like, it's, come on. All, all my friends are big like me. <laughs> well, they're not all 5'10", 170, surprisingly. Actually, I got like four of them. That's five. You're not even that little. <laughs> there we go. You're actually heavier than my best friend. Really? Oh, there we go. Uh, again, everyone go, go get checked, though. Yeah, it's, that's go get honestly checked uh, a huge deal. Doing, oh. How you guys doing? Good, man. Oh, Sterling. Nice, nice to meet you, man. So you're here at the Super Bowl, man. Um, yep. Obviously familiar with the town. Uh, our, our guy Sterling here is uh, is new to Vegas. Um, first time. So, so we want right. to get some recommendations from you on where he should go. But first, we wanted to ask you who you're here working with. I'm here with the uh, American Cancer Society on behalf of them. And just, uh, you know, just talking about all the great stuff that they do. Uh, as far as the for the cancer community, so yeah, it's awesome to have him being here. Cool. All right. So where's this guy need to go? First time in Vegas. Oh man. He, he, now he's got to work, so he can't get into too much trouble. Yeah. But, okay. You know, I've already he, lost money. In, in, bed, in bed by midnight. <laughs> lost <laughs> money. I've, I got you. Uh, drank the frozen cocktail down the strip. Uh huh. And that, okay. that's about it so far. Okay. So you a big foodie? You like food? Yeah, I love food. Uh, what, what type of food? You like steak? Uh, Asian? Big steak guy. Okay, man. Uh, I said the best steakhouse, in my opinion here, is uh, Bizarre Meats by uh, Jose Andreas. It's, okay. it's in the Sahara. I mean, they do one of the best steaks here. It, it's unbelievable. Um, if you want something a little more off the strip, but kind of get like an old school kind of steakhouse vibe, uh, you know, you, you, got, you got a lot of good options off the strip. Uh, but I mean, bro, you can't go wrong. The food's here is it's incredible. Have, so. you to, have you been to Golden Steer? That's what I was just about to say. I was, I there, think, I was there a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. I man, think I Golden Steer is great. Uh -huh. Those lobster tails are huge. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's amazing. They do a great job over there. Um, so let's talk a little bit of football here. This is a question we've asked a, a few of the offensive linemen that we talked to. What do you think about the tush push? Do you think it's something that you know people are talking about? It's not fair. It should be outlawed. What's your opinion on it? You know what? Uh, it's something, but it's it's been in the game for a long time, but now it's finally starting to get uh, you know a little more rec uh, recognition. And now you got a little different elements into it as far as having players come from behind and actually push. You know yeah. the quarterback. Uh, I can speak only as, as a center how uh, hectic it is yeah. in there yeah. Yeah. with uh you know just the mass amount of bodies you have it's it, it's pretty insane so it you know i i'm curious to see how the nfl is going to going to handle it moving forward but uh, as far as a fourth and one call third and one call i, I love it all day you love it? <laughs> yeah. you, do, you, do you worry about the injury risk in a play like that yeah it's hard there's 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 risk of injury on every play but uh my whole thing is just try to get the ball to the quarterback before you get hit yeah. <laughs> I, I love the tattoos that that's the yeah, most offensive you. lineman just right there just <laughs> yeah. tatted yeah. up yeah. Well, what's that one that was that was really cool on so, your arm so this one 
801, which is uh, the area code of Salt Lake. And okay. then uh, on this arm, I've just got all like the places I've lived in. So I got got Utah on the inside right here going up. Oh, I got the Vegas one with the Vegas theme. Oh, and then, don't show me roulette, roulette, man. Don't yeah, yeah. show me roulette, roulette after last night. I got night. some numbers on here. <laughs> I got some numbers on here. The good numbers. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, 32. 32. Yeah. I got black 15. And then uh, black 33 is the one. If you, if you're really trying to win black 33. Black 33. Write those down. Tonight, write those down. Black 33 is getting. There you go. Just uh, I'll take a, a small percentage a of the small winnings. Small percentage. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you can't. If you lose any money, I'm not. I'm not involved. I so think it hit last night. Actually, he, he said it hit Let's last go. night. I just I'm did, you. I didn't have Let's the stones. Go. I didn't put it on there. I, I was. I was. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> as far as going up against Chris Jones, obviously, you know, playing against the Chiefs twice a year, uh -huh. what it's like. What challenges does he bring specifically going up against a guy like that? You know, he. Yeah, he's. He's a great player. He's been playing at a high level for a very long time. You know, we see him twice a year, so it, it's always fun playing against him. But you know, he's like I said, he's got a lot of tools in his bag. He, he's. A, he's a big, long player who. Uh, uh, who can get you? Who can be almost kind of sleepy in a way if you 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 uh, you're not on top of your game at all times? So man, he's just a, he's a, my hat's off to him. He's just a great player. Yeah. You play the Chiefs a lot. Who talks the most trash out there on the, <laughs> on the defense? Oh man, oh man. Let me. Think. I, I would say probably Chris Jones. He, if, if you let him get going, he'll he'll talk he'll talk some <laughs> crap all day. So he likes to they get all under do. Your skin it's, a little bit. Yeah, you know? it, they all do though. It's it's yeah. a big rivalry game every time we play him. You know, you know, we did get him last time at home, which yeah. was, was which was a good feeling. But you know, every time we play him, you know it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, you guys whooped up on him on Christmas Day. That was uh, we're, we're Chiefs fans. So <laughs> not that was, fun. That was not fun. Not fun. fun. <laughs> we thought the season was over. We we yeah. were all like, oh, you know what? You can't win every year. It's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what what changed from the first time you guys played into the second game? That, that what adjustments did you guys? Make? You know, we we just came out. You know, we just came out just hungry. You know what I mean? With the AP got us going. We were all fired up coming yeah. out the locker room. That was one. Of those one of those games where we had circled on our on our schedule at the first time you know they beat us and we're like you know we got to come get them at, at their home we, you know, we're gonna get them where it hurts so yeah when it comes to Antonio Pierce I don't know if I've ever seen a team rally around an interim coach like that I mean that was something special it seemed like a lot of players after the season in were like yo we don't want to play for anyone else it's, it's AP or nothing <laughs> why what, what does he bring what's different about him I think I think when you have a coach who's been there and who's done it as as a player it, it kind of hits Denver. It kind of hits. Sure. It, he kind of understands where we're coming from, and uh, it's just a different type of relationship. You know, he can relate to us a lot more. And I mean, you want to talk about a player's coach? I don't think there's another one like it. So I mean, hats off to him. And you know, the way he got us going and he led the team, it was really quite incredible. Yeah. yeah now he's now he's got it. Yeah. Um, now he's got. I mean, I, I, he's got the chance to prove it out. I'm not gonna lie. Again, as Chiefs guys, I was I was hoping the Raiders would uh, maybe mess it up and not bring him back. And I was like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. It, it's always bad when like the opposing teams are like. Shoot, that's a good hire. That's yeah. a good hire. Yeah. <laughs> that's obviously sure. tough to, to, to be in the middle of a season and have a head coaching change. How did you guys how did you guys deal with that? Was that a weird thing to have happen? You you come in, you go to camp, you got a plan, and then it all gets blown up midway through the season. Yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately to me, I, I've had a, a few head coaches, uh, interim head coaches as well since being on the Raiders, and so it, I think it's just something, when something happens like that, a new coaching staff changes it. It can either go two ways, you know, the team can separate, everyone go individually, or you can choose to come together as a team, refocus, you know, really get, sit down and plan about how you're going to attack the rest of the season, and I, I feel like that's the way we went. Snapping the rock now to Aiden O'Connell, right? <laughs> well, what's that like? I mean, again, it was a little interesting because you start with Jimmy G. You have a veteran back there. He knows everything. He's been in the NFL a long time, played in a Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, 
He gets injured. Aiden O'Connell takes over, never looks back. Yeah. What do you see from him? You know, uh, what I see from him is I think he's the only guy that might have a better mustache than you. And that's I I thought, <laughs> the first thing I just made this guy's day. Well, I was talking to Aiden up there. The first thing he goes is, dude, good stash. Nice stash. <laughs> nice stash, man. <laughs> no, man, he, he was, he's an awesome guy. For, for a rookie to come in there and take over a, a huddle and offense like the way he did, hats off to him because, you know, earlier in the season, there's a lot of movement, a lot of movement going around. We had a lot of different quarterbacks come in, come in and going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just came in there and ha handled his business like a, like a true professional. So it's what, awesome. What's it like now playing in Vegas? I mean, obviously, it was a whole bunch of history in Oakland, right? Now it's in Vegas. It's been here a few years, a few years now, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I always thought it was going to be a little bit of a unique change because the rivalry between the, uh, the Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders were so big, right? Yep. But it still feels like that rivalry is still there. Yeah, it's still there. I, w I was fortunate enough to, you know, be start my uh, start my career as as an Oakland Raider, and then see the transition and see how everything's uh, adjusted. And you know, I, I love it here, and I loved it in Oakland. Uh, all I can say here is it it's amazing. The fans still show a lot of love. Yeah, uh, we, we still got a, a lot of people rooting for us, and the, the fans are like no other. They're the Raider fans, they're they're, yeah. they're quite incredible. They're crazy so, man. Yeah. yeah. So it it's awesome, man. Well, I love playing here, and it's it's been it's been amazing. So how do you think the 49ers are going to try to slow down this Chiefs defense? Obviously, they I think maybe were a little underrated throughout the course of the season. We heard that from some other players. Uh, really stepped it up in the playoffs, took care of some really good offensive teams to get here. How do you think, uh, how do you think the 49ers are going to try to slow down a guy like Chris Jones? Uh, it's, it's a good question, man. I, I think where, where you got to start is, is in the ground game. Yeah, it's hard for me because offensive linemen, obviously, that's what I'm, I'm gonna say. But you got to start in the ground game, you, man. You got to be able to run the ball, and uh, that's what that's going to do. Is that's going to that's going to keep your defense. That's going to keep your defense off the field. You know what I mean? So if you can keep your defense off the field, manage the play clock, keep that time of possession, and uh, just be able to move the field or move the ball down the field. That's going to being able to run the ball. It's going to be able to set off play action. It's going to be able to open up a lot in that offense. And we know linemen like to get going in the run game right mm -hmm. rather than it's, it's it's more offensive than defensive right For sure um do you like when a, when a coach gets you guys going in that run game early does that help you settle into the game as opposed to dropping back right away and, and having to deal with them coming at you oh yeah no doubt you want to be able to take uh take take the take the power to them right off the bat and set yeah. the tone earlier yeah. when you when you sometimes set uh start passing the ball too early it just turns into like a like you're just taking their energy and we're just like you really want to be the force you really want to be the the power setting that tone early yeah. <laughs> i love these two comments right here mm -hmm. most likable raider ever so congratulations <laughs> andre <laughs> james yeah. most you, likable raider ever yeah. and then a spoken like a true center run <laughs> run run let's do it andre that ball. james again american cancer society crucial catch ambassador andre really appreciate it man yeah, yeah thank you guys man thank you uh american cancer society and the crucial catch for having me on there you know everything that they've done for the the cancer community is awesome you know they're just preaching about you know getting tested you know that's one of the the, one of the biggest things you can do to really prevent uh, some serious the risk of uh, the risk the sorry the risk of early detection is one of the best things you can do to prevent something more serious cancer so yeah go and get tested don't be afraid and yeah thank you guys hey, you're doing great it. work man yeah, appreciate, appreciate you coming hey, by good yeah, luck you in 15 of the 17 <laughs> games next year yeah, yes sir, <laughs> yes, sir. Right, thank you guys thank you Andre James, center for the Raiders um, again that that is one of the most likable Raiders of all time. It's all super, uh, such super, a good guy. All these guys are great. You know, I mean, I think that's something that we get to see, you know, when we're here meeting these guys in person that you don't get to see when you're you're a fan. 
yeah, you know, they're rivals. You want them to do badly on the football field. These are all great guys. They're out here, especially especially William. Uh, you know, what these guys working with Crucial Catch, it's so, so important. Yeah. Everything they said, please take it to heart. If you're not feeling right, even if you are, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Sometimes, like, I'm like, ah, I'm kind of out of shape. I'd like to... Hey, like lose five more pounds before I go get my physical, you know, make me feel better about it. No, man, just go get the physical. It's really, really important. Uh, we don't want to lose any of y'all out there. And if you can catch that stuff early, the science has been incredible. They can do a lot of things. I know my sister's still here because of it, because of a crucial catch. And I know many of you out there are still here or have family members that are still here because of that. So go get checked out. Well, for the Arrowhead Attic podcast, we are done it's for the over. day. We did. But we will be coming back on Stacking the Box at 1 o'clock. Yep. Myself, Malcolm, Patrick is actually going to be filling in at some point for me. That's I think this is the first time I'm going to be on Stagging the Box. Congratulations. Nobody ever invites me on to Stagging the Box. Congratulations. <laughs> so I'm we'll be excited. doing that. So yeah. uh, take a break. Come back in about 40 minutes. So until then on Stagging the Box, we are out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.